Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to your show, The Smack Attack. It is the show of the people, by the people, for the people. Just regular guys talking wrestling and having a good time while we're doing it. At least I am. I don't know if they are or not. They probably are just here because they feel like they have to be. But no, um, we're joined, as always, with the boys from the PWC to discuss last night's SmackDown and other random musings we decided to talk about because we can. Because it's my show! It's my show! Uh, to quote The Miz, because who doesn't love The Miz? If you don't love The Miz, you're not a true wrestling fan. But anyway, let's go into it. Let's start with the man who's always on time, the always punctual Dr. Evil Jeff, how are you today, sir? Doing just fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah, ready, ready to talk some wrestling. I've, I'm wondering if anybody out there watched the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, and I'm wondering if any of those who watched it paid for it. Yeah. So, I would, I'm going to say no to both of those because, no, I didn't watch it because you told me about it and I didn't even know. And two, if I did watch it, I wouldn't have paid for it because I don't necessarily have to pay for it. Well, when Jimmy comes on, let's see if he knows what he should be excited about. Okay, all right. Uh, and, and then, of course, as always, the man who always just slides in right on time, the man from the up north who makes his just politest entrance as possible, Mr. Chris Ams himself. Chris, how are you today, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yes, that's Christopher Ams, like A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. If you ever forget how to spell my name, don't forget. Uh, if you do, though, I'll just remind you. Um yeah, I'm always I'm always just right on time. That's uh, that's that's what I do. I if I know that we're gonna be at ten o'clock, I don't bother showing up at ten fifteen because I don't need to. But if I like if, if in my real life, I'm always about fifteen minutes early because my scoutmaster like really like like bored into me about the importance of being on time because my family is all like like very late to things my dad like he runs his own business but his 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 sort of way of of things is basically like i'm going to show up when i'm going to show up and if, if mm. it's not good for you too fucking bad um and when you own your own business you can be like that but uh but yeah so i had a really great scout master who really really ran that that lesson home so thanks bob thank you bob clark you're a great man and uh i still love you bud yeah that was my dad my dad says if you're on time you're late so, like, if, if you're early, you're on time. And so I'm in the 15-minute ballpark uh, of myself. But I'm also that weird person that, like, hey, we're going to – event starts at 6, so I'll be there at 5, like, for weddings and stuff. But then, because I said I'll be there at 5, I'll probably be there closer to, like, 445, 450 yep. because, you know, that's just how my brain works. And so – um, like that happened uh, Thursday when I had a presentation with uh, Willow Park Police Department out here, and uh, on dating violence, and they're like, "Okay, I'll, I'll, they're like, hey, yeah, well, the event starts at six, so you can be here at like five five thirty, because we'll be out the range, but I'll be back." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Um, I'll get pizzas. I've got some door prizes and stuff like that. Great." So. But of course, my brain, I'm like, I got the pizzas, it's 4.45, and I'm like, you know what? There's a Sonic a minute down the road, so I'm going to go get a Route 44 lemonade and have that for the night, and then show up. And I was still in the parking lot by 4.50, waiting till 5 o'clock to go into the building. <laughs> so, you know, it's how I roll. It's just, it's it's my brain damage and, and uh, everything going on. Just like Jimmy's brain damage is never showing up on time, even though we know he's awake. 
even though he's showered supposedly. Um, and, he has some nerve. The other day I was doing a show with him and he tells me before we do show, he goes, man, I was so bored today. I didn't know what to do. So I'm watching an old Raw. I'm like, you're watching an old Raw. Well, here's a few things you could do. You could upload the two episodes of Outside Interference that you've been saying for three weeks that you're going to upload. You could find the three shows of mine that you lost and send them to me. Uh, there's like a whole bunch of productive things that you could be doing right now. You, you could upload these shows. Instead, you you have decided instead to watch an old Raw. What What is like... What, what could possibly be a bigger waste of time than watching old Raw? Like It's like, who goes back and watches old episodes of a soap opera? Yeah. Look, we, Not we got just that, but like the worst soap opera available. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Raw? Really? Yeah, yeah. At least Nitro had some... Like, at least you could go back and watch Nitro circa 2000 and just be entertained by the sheer nonsense of it all. Fucking yeah. going back and watching an old Raw? It's like, it's like going back to 1993 and just watching a random General Hospital. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Luke and Laura, baby. Luke and Laura. That was way earlier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's more like 1982. Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. I know exactly where I was when Luke and Laura got married. I was at the orthodontist. See? I, like, I just remember that being a thing that it was on the cover TV Guide. And, uh, you know, you would have... Luke and Laura getting married, and then they bring them back every now and then to, you know, because they were international spies or something like that. And then they make their reappearances on General Hospital. It's a show about General Hospital, but I never saw anything about hospitals. And uh, it was uh, like the nurse worked at the hospital, and so did Doctor Jack Wagner. Look, I, look, I don't remember watching. Was it the show. Wagner or was it Wagner? It was Wagner, and then before Doctor Noah Drake, uh, Rick Springfield. Look. I never watched the show. I just remember my mom watched it and she loved it. And and if I had to stay home, I couldn't watch like Wheel of Fortune or anything because my mom had to watch General Hospital because they were on competing channels. Is listen, that guys, one listen, that... guys, guys, we, we were sent a dick pic already in a group chat, and this is the gayest conversation we've had this morning. Can we can we talk about something else? I, I disagree. I think the, the dick pic was definitely gayer. Yeah. And it wasn't even it was it wasn't even uh, somebody in the group's dick pic. That was the worst part, man. I mean, yeah, no. That, oh, oh, it was his dick pic. It just wasn't his dick. <laughs> it was his partner's. Uh, uh, fuck. This is rental. Yeah. So, good morning, everyone. Todd Brantley has made an appearance, um, and we it's good to see him. Um, Same as Todd. <laughs> okay, and as Common King makes his appearance. So, what was? Uglier this episode of SmackDown or Teddy Hart's mugshot? SmackDown, uh, because I've seen Teddy, I've seen more of Teddy Hart's mugshots. So yeah, SmackDown was definitely this. This, this SmackDown, uh, you know what? I don't want to spoil everything. Yeah, well, not yet. We're not there yet. So, uh, but I did. I did want to just do what I go. This SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This SmackDown. Uh, wait, I'm not gonna spoil it. Uh, was great. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Okay, okay. Uh, I did want. I did want to. Um, so I, I loved your extra credit, uh, y'all's extra credit episode as Chris uh, comes in on his lunch break to join the rumor mills and such that y'all were talking. Um, but I, one thing I did want to to ask is, I know y'all talked a lot about AEW and where it can go with Collision and and all those kind of fun things. The question really, I guess, becomes is um, 
as they continue, like I said, I think we and we've talked about this before, but is there any realistic way it gets to a million with fall coming and the numbers that come from football and things like that? Um, and like you said, Chris, we've gotten to this mentality where, oh, well, fuck WWE. I don't like their shit. I'm only an AEW guy. Uh, or fuck AEW. You know, I'm only a WWE guy. Or fuck both those guys. I'm an MLW guy. Right. Um, why do we feel that we have to have this tribalism in in wrestling? You know, I mean, if we enjoy wrestling, we should enjoy wrestling, whether it's good or bad. Right. We still should support wrestling. Why has this tribalism popped up, do you guys think, in these last few years? Well, I think that it's actually indicative of a much deeper problem. I don't think that it's just wrestling fans who feel this tribalist, um, you know, separation from one another. I think that in basically every avenue of life right now, you have this kind of separation. And I, to a certain extent, I think it's always been there. I think there's always been DC versus Marvel fans. I think that there was some WCW versus WWF stuff back in the day, too. Um I think that it has actually gotten worse. And I think that part of that is actually, I mean, I'm going to get into sort of weird, crazy, you know, maybe too deep for my own good I, like idea and thought here. I actually think that a big part of it is a lack of religious belief um, mm -hmm. for a lot of people. And so rather than attaching themselves, you know, to something and considering it important, right, where people used to say, you know, they used to think that there was a real importance to what kind of religion they believed in, right? You know, I'm I'm Catholic, and I I think I think we've got it right, and that kind of thing. And they they felt a certain amount of um, I don't know vindication for whenever their side was was sort of proven to be right, or when the other side was proven to be wrong. And again, proof I I mean in religion is kind of an act is kind of an oxymoron, but I mean it is what it is, right? This is something that right. people have sort of done for a very long time. And I think that because people no longer have any, like, generally, I mean, this is really the truth, especially when you compare it, people generally don't have any religious affiliation anymore. I think that a lot of smaller, less important things have taken on a religious connotation to a lot of people. And I think that that starts in the politics, in the, in the realm of polity, um, you know, politically people people say you know we've never been more divided listen there's been a, like there's been a civil war there have been other times when people have been more divided than they are now so right. you know that's a ridiculous statement but we are very divided politically right now and i do think that part of that is that the, that loss of religion hmm. yeah which is and i mean that's part of why i want to ask that question because i did hear that and i wanted to talk about it a little bit as well but Having having done church and everything along those lines, and I know Chris, you were you were in a in a religion as well that was very. I don't want to say. I guess tribalist in that in the lack yeah. for lack of a better phrase to no, continue that's the a, conversation. That's a, that's, a, that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say about Mormonism. Yeah, you know, or I mean, and I can say that about Southern Baptist, which I grew up and you know, yeah. Well, but I mean, the American Church is a cult. It's not designed to be a church. Is designed to be a business, and so um, I think that's where um, oh, I can agree with you. On that. Yeah, yeah, there he is. Tribal um, love himself. Tribal Perfect. love, talking about it. Um, but I think at the same time too. So the question is, do we fix it by going back to being that 
you need to get back to church kind of thing? Or what do we need to do to remove that tribalism? Because, you know, church, I mean, as a person who's been in ministry for 20 years, church sucks. It doesn't, it's not designed to be what it was. It's not made to be what it was. It's made to be a business. And that's why senior pastors average income in the United States is $90,000 a year. That's That's pretty good, man. That's very good. You know, for, for a, for a place that your job is to train people to go out and teach people about Jesus. That's right. your goal. And and the fact that when you run a church, your average tax average, free too. Uh it depends. Like sometimes it's very weird. Like the, the, the role on it is very, very weird on it. Um there are some guys who they're bivocational, so they're not getting paid full time. Oh, so okay. they're getting like maybe, you know, fifteen, twenty grand a year tax-free from the church and then the oh, rest that's, that's and then still... they, which is nice but you but on the other half of it, you have to still pay your taxes in the sense of you have to lay out what you're paying it for so like okay if i get if i'm going to get um from a church ninety thousand dollars of tax-free money i have to say this much is going to housing this much is going to medical this much oh, is going so to that's food. how it works yeah so i have to dictate where my money goes Okay, so that right. and then then they audit it and go, okay, well, you said you're gonna spend of your ninety grand, you said you're gonna spend forty five on your housing, and you spent fifty five. Why did you do that? Or you spent thirty instead of you know twenty here. Why did like so pastors do get audited, but at the same time too, that's the hard part with tax. You, you have to dictate your money and everything along those lines. But the point of the matter is. What do we need to remove that tribalism, Chris, to make it? I mean, I don't want to be all kumbaya because I think yeah. having discussion of different points of view are important. But how do we at the same time not go back to that, you know, get out of this tribalism and without going back to churches being the thing? What's that, I guess, common point we need? I, I think I, I think it's going to have to come from sort of a – I think I, – like I don't think it's possible that we can get to Kumbaya. I it's just not don't, possible. I don't, I don't think no, human beings can do that. I don't think human beings can do that, and I don't. I don't want people to do that. I don't want. I don't want us to be a monolith of ideas. Oh, like I'd, I'd. I'd like very much. I, I like very much to have discussions with people who think something that I don't, so that we can, you know, disagree about that kind of thing. Um, but the, uh, on the issue of of paid ministry, um, I, I will say that that's one thing that I think Mormonism. Uh, has over a lot of other churches and doesn't doesn't nearly sell as well as they should. They still have tithing. You still pay ten percent of your income to the church, but absolutely nobody gets paid by the church. Like the only people nobody, who get paid right. money by the church are the people who like clean the church or build the churches. And basically, a lot of that money gets put into temple building and other things like that. Um, you can still say, well, the church is collecting 10%, et cetera, et cetera, which I mean, I, I find to be a problem, but like the person who runs the church where you go to church gets paid exactly $0. And I know that because I was a branch president at one point, you do not get paid. It's a completely lay ministry. Well, Chris, when you say run the church, like what do they do? Like what's who's like, what does the person that runs the church actually do? 
Right. So basically, you have to come up with like who's, uh, you know, who's talking about what on, you know, on Sunday. It's not a situation where like one guy stands up and talks every single right. Sunday. Different people are assigned, you know, or asked basically, you know, can you give a talk for 15 minutes, you know, this, you know, this Sunday, a month from now on this subject? And then the people from the congregation, basically, there will be different people who will come up and they'll talk. Um, so you don't have one guy who's entire who's entirely responsible for everything that's said in the church, which is how they can get away with not having a paid ministry. But I mean, everything else that you would expect to go along with church is basically part of Mormon church. And you as a branch president or bishop um, in, a, in the bigger congregations, um, you have to basically come up with, OK, so, um, uh, you know, who's who's going to be in charge of the music? And those are called callings in the church so you have a calling of the music director right so that's oh. your job at church right and right. you have a calling of a greeter so your job at church is to stand at the door and shake everybody's hand right so all of these things are you know are are done for free they're done as you know and um that's the way that the church kind of runs and that's actually something that i think mormonism has over a lot of churches because i think there are a lot of people whose primary concern with church is but you guys get paid so much, right? And mm -hmm. although, like I said, the church collects a tithe, they don't use it to pay the pastor. Like nobody shows up to a Mormon mm -hmm. church in a Rolls Royce that they made off of tithing. Uh, that oh, well, happen. for us, like I know a lot of Greek like priests, right? They drive beamers and shit. Yeah, you, you would never, you would, like, if if somebody is driving a Bentley into a Mormon parking <laughs> lot, it's because right. they're a lawyer, it, like they, okay, they did right. not make that money off of off of the mm -hmm. congregation. Um, but yeah, like as far as like, how can we get that to be different? Oh, sorry. I'm getting my rat is uh, jumping on my laptop. Um, <laughs> Was it? Bug, yeah. Bugger off, Prince. Um, oh, there's a cat that's, now. That's what we're calling our penises now? No, rat? there's a cat. There's a rat. Hi. That rat um, is a character, man. <laughs> he's pretty awesome. Um, but no, like, uh, I think that as far as, like, how can we get away from the tribalism? I actually think that in every, in every instance, that has to come from somewhere at the top, and there has to be some kind of a, a desire for them to get rid of it. I think that if the next president of the United States at his inauguration said, Listen, I know that almost half the country voted against me. And I just want to say to those people, I am going to do everything I can over the next four years to convince you that you were wrong. I'm not going to cater to you any more than I'm going to cater to the people who did vote for me. I am going to do the absolute best job I can to be your president and to do a good job as your president. But I think that if the next president of the United States were to say that, you would see less tribalism not none because that's just not part of human uh history at any point ever but i think that that would be a good thing and i also think that if you had more people you know uh at the top of the aew locker room and at the top of the <laughs> wwe locker room saying things like hey listen you know the other company they hit it out of the park with this match that they had a couple weeks ago that was great if you had more of that at the top rungs of what we're talking about then we would have less separation because it would be more clear that hey, you're allowed to you're allowed to like both of these things. I mean, yeah, but our countries are dictated by religion, like including you know the U.S., Canada, Australia. Like it's based like kind of like off religion. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree, and actually, I, I've I've said like I, I'm not sure how what I'm going to go. Isn't. Yeah, yeah well, that's the thing. Every, every, I think that you know, or not though. There, there, no. there have. Been, 
there have been a few countries okay, in the history of the planet who have been entirely secular. That's like the USSR, uh, right. China. There you go. The Mao. USSR was. There you go. Right. Yes. No. no but what I'm yes. saying is they yes, just, it was. No, they just yes, it was. Yes, it was. Religion in. No, yeah, the USSR was. They they were no. technically secular, but every technically secular country that's right. existed in the history of time has been an absolute <laughs> fucking massacre. You, it's for only now, like more recent times, that Russia now is based off the Orthodox Church. Mm. If you know what I'm you, saying, you are using church in a very literal sense. Mm, yeah, it, it, North Korea, the royal family, the leadership is the religion. They are gods mm. on earth. Yeah. Marxism, socialism was the religion. There's there's yes. humanistic mm -hmm. religions. They, uh, just, that's, just, I think that's wokeism more of an idea, a, though. I think than the wokeism so is religion. religion. It's just yeah. an idea. It, it, and uh, I, I I don't disagree with Jeff Jimmy. I think I think that no, I, I get what he's saying though. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's that it's we we have to take religion and look at it as a mentality, just like we do Marxism and you know all these yeah. other things, but, but, and and go from there. Let me come. Let me come to you all with a contrary view on what we originally was talking about. Was and why shouldn't there be tribalism? Isn't all sports based on tribalism? You're a Knicks fan. That's you don't like the Celtics. It's not different. You you like Star Wars. You maybe you don't like Star Trek. You know what? A lot of people who watch Star Wars also watch Star Trek. A lot of yeah, people but watch in Star religious Trek tribalism, but well, causes violence the, though the, and the wars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, the, but, the but Jimmy, Jeff look, look at the soccer. The difference the is that is I knew someone was going to say that. You're right about that, though, John. Celtics fans don't look at Knicks fans and say uh, all of you are, are are deplorable and nobody should ever pay any attention to anything that you have to say. Yeah, and you're evil. And the only reason why you like the Celtics is because you're a racist. You're racist I, if you even <laughs> like the Celtics. That's nobody does that. I have a nobody feeling you're not talking that. about wrestling anymore. But uh, there are more <laughs> fights at football games. Than there are wrestling no shows. well like john said soccer especially yeah i mean that's life and death to a lot of right. countries so there's more violence that, so. in soccer right. than that's there true. is in wrestling in wrestling cards i don't i don't think i've I, I think i've seen like three fights at wrestling shows i i see 14 fights every i used to have raven season tickets i'd see three to five fights every single car just in yeah, my no, section and you'd see activity in other so baseball games, I don't think I've ever been to a baseball game that I haven't seen a fight at. Even like sports weird Orioles like that, games man. when there's 7,000 people in the crowd the, the Orioles fans and 37,000 people from New York come to watch the Yankees play. But, uh, but what? I mean, this is the private industry. McDonald's doesn't want you to sing Kumbaya about Burger King or Wendy's. <laughs> Why would AEW really? want you to sing Kumbaya about WWE? Why would WWE want you to watch MLW or NWA? Why, why would they? They're, they're, they're I trying, think WWE supports a lot more indies than you think, though, compared to AEW in a sense. I well, I don't think they do at all, and 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 uh, you know, I think AEW actually does more to support them, but but no. it doesn't have. That's not the effect it has. What it has is is the people from those indies get a bigger payday from AEW for showing up one time than three tapings, and then they want to go to AEW, or people realize, hey, I don't need to watch. Well. New Japan Pro Wrestling anymore because I can see Minoru Suzuki on a random show, not even announced on AW. So Actually, what do we have? he does have a point, John, in that sense. You know why? And I'm saying John because we're the New Japan guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You actually got a point. But my point is that tribalism in wrestling is no worse than any other fandom. Go into any other fandom web web. But group tribalism in wrestling is so dumb, though, to me. It's all dumb. What, well, right, yeah, what's but, stupider about arguing whether the Blue Marvel is more powerful than Superman? That's dumb, they, too. <laughs> they're both completely fake. Who cares? I mean, what's the difference whether, 
you know, Star Wars is better than Star Trek or vice versa. Or the, there's and there's divisions within, just like there is within AEW. There's the people who like, you know, only Star Trek original and don't like the new ones. There's people who only like the first three Star, Star Wars movies. We're actually the middle three. Um, you know, I mean, this is not unique to wrestling. Everyone likes to put no, themselves it's in. It's a in, human thing at the end of the day, right? Right, it's a human thing. I think with wrestling, but listen, if the product is good, people are going to go to it. Lots of people enjoyed NWA reboot in in 2018. It just got yeah. really bad. Now, part of it is because they couldn't afford their good talent, but it got really bad. There, there are people who are, are known AEW haters. Hi. Who, who really is looking <laughs> forward to what it. Collision is going to start to be now that it's not encumbered by things like Forbidden Door and the Owen Tournament, and it can actually start imprinting its its own personality, which which it's already demonstrated. It has, right. Yep. Uh, and to see what it can do w- without having to accommodate all this other nonsense. So, uh, not nonsense, things that, that aren't part of the heart of the Collision show necessarily. So. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, I think there's plenty of people that, you know, people pretend to be on the side, but I think for the most part, just like politics and religion and everything else, most people are just want to have a good time, but you don't have to just enjoy all wrestling. Not all wrestling's good. A lot of it is bad. But I think that's the, the that's the, I guess the thing is we go watch movies, even though they're bad, because we enjoy talking about the bad of it. We watch wrestling because at the end of the day, it's still it's entertaining, even if it's bad. You know, I mean, we have, we watch movies because they're specific, like Sharknado had six movies, I think, or whatever, because they were specifically bad. And it was still the entertainment aspect of it. And it's that idea. Whereas, look, with sports, there is a sense of pride in that moment of, yeah, there is. represents your city, this represents your country, whatever. So there is a little bit of a difference. Whereas this is, let's be honest, it's entertainment. It's something that we enjoy. I watch and enjoy because one, it's something that I just feel is, you know, entertaining to me. But two, even when it's bad, it kind of makes me giggle because it's so yeah, bad. Absolutely. Like, right. You know, Chris, you were talking about earlier this week about the MJF uh, Adam Cole thing. Like to me, it's almost kind of good bad. Like it's funny bad. Like I'm. Oh yeah, that's you know, the best no, that's example true. of wrestle crap ever. Yeah, like and, and, absolutely. And it's, it's almost like that, and it harkens back to like you said, those that two thousands. WCW goofy shit and like today I just saw on YouTube they had uh, MJF is forced to do a fight forever commercial with Adam Cole and what? like I really yeah yes it's a thirty second commercial and oh, I laughed my ass off because he's just like yeah this is fight forever and it's super <laughs> great and you can find it on. Uh, all kinds of things, and then Adam Cole's like, "Yeah, good job, man. Hey, yeah, you can find it on the Xbox and the Xbox S." And he like he does all that. He goes, "Those are all real things." And he goes, "Yeah, they're all they're all really <laughs> great consoles." He goes, "Oh, okay. Yeah, you can find it at Walmart wherever you go." Cool. He says, "Hey, Max, you did a great job. Thanks. Hey, we're getting paid for this, right?" He goes, "Yeah, of course." <laughs> he goes, "Oh, okay. You know, like it was thirty seconds, and that was it." And I oh, was man. like, "This is this is great, you know." And just some of the vignettes and stuff they've done hearkening back to that like it's wrestle crap but it's enjoyable you know even when smackdown's not the greatest it's still something that i enjoy watching because it's like okay well i can see where we're going from this and 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 it it feels i i don't know it feels like i don't know if and and this is in general but the bad part about wrestling is the toxic wrestling fans are the loudest fans that we hear ugly bro And, and that's what's i think that's the biggest problem is there's not enough people out there just saying, yeah, so it sucked, but it doesn't mean I won't watch whatever else because I want to be entertained. 
You know, I'm, I'm like, I feel like there needs to be someone like Russell Crowe going, are you not entertained? Like, that's the whole purpose. <laughs> there of is wrestling. Seamus. You yeah. know, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's feral. With the, here. It's five nights. Yeah, yeah, right. With Every wrestling, morning. though, it comes across as sad almost. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and it makes right. me sick. It's the it's the world's least important form of entertainment. It's like right down there with professional bowling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, like, oh, no. Come on, bro. Yeah. Come on. No, That's I mean, a bit, but, you know. But I mean, think about this. You know, you think about the like at the time before there was all this like streaming and other kind of services. At the height of the of the Monday Night Wars, you know, they were pulling eight twos and eight threes. But what was Monday Night Football and, and all that pulling? They were in the twenties. Question, you know, was they it? Were in the, was it twenties? Yeah, yeah, they were in the twenties. You know, wow. And that's that. And this is after, you know, Monday Night Football was moved to ESPN, right? right. So they weren't even on ABC, but they were still in the twenties compared to the eight on and cable nine. television. On yeah, and so that's so crazy. Here, yeah, but I mean, they were drawing some numbers, but when you compare it to everything else, and now. With your your fragmentations of all the things with streaming and all. This Remember other that stuff. year with Tony Kornheiser and and uh, John Gruden. Oh my God, that was so awful! Like there when they were in the booth, that was what a weird worst. combination. Oh, uh, Dennis Miller when he was in the booth that year. That oh was, my God, that was weird too. I love Dennis uh, Miller generally, but uh, that, that was, was weird. that was just so odd. Like, look, I say my, I love Dennis Miller's like I've heard him in twenty years. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, that's the whole point. I think at the end of the day is, you know, I, I kind of like I tell the church, do better. I feel like that's how wrestling fans need to be. Hey, we need to be better. You know, we need to be better. And and I'm not saying we need to support everything because it's, you know, kumbaya. We can have right. differences of opinions, but we don't need to be dickheads about it either. Just like, hey, church, do better. Stop being about money <laughs> and stop being about, you know, whatever I, the I opposite. can do. Wrestling fans, if there's other wrestling fans <laughs> who like something different than you, get them! Get them and kill them! <laughs> Mercilessly! Take your fists and club! Club, club, club! No, but like me and Chris were saying on this past week of on the skirmish, because we're kind of talking about that, right? Yeah. And, and Chris was saying, for example... And I've already felt like this for a while now, but when Chris said it, I started laughing because I'm like, that's exactly how, you, how, how they make you feel. But AEW in particular, make you want to cheer on WWE and just go against AEW, right? Not because we, you hate AEW, it's just their mentality and the way they think. You just want to be like, fuck these guys, you know what I mean? At their worst small moments. converts are the biggest devotees. At, and at their worst moments, both companies push you to the other one, right? Like when you're watching, right. it's when you're weird, watching dude. Monday Night Raw and you're on hour three and there's a women's match, you're like, I really hope Collision's good this week, right? Absolutely. And, and when you're watching, you know, uh, Dynamite, Dynamite and and you're on, you know, minute 45 of a match <laughs> where there's fucking bed of nails and bullshit and nonsense. But you need tables. But you need tables. Oh, did right. you know yeah. the bed of nails? It was actually screwdriver heads. Oh, Were they really cool? Really, yeah. really cool. I don't know what that means. I'm just telling, just telling you because I, <laughs> yes, I've seen a bed of nails before, and that didn't look like it. I'm like, what the hell are those things? And someone said they were flathead screwdriver tops. It looked like a little piece of you know those. I think it's Chinese or Japanese. You know those beds with the nails coming up. Yeah, you know well, what I'm talking about. Supposed to be a bed of nails, right? But they, but they use screwdriver heads. Supposed to be an ancient but they use screwdriver heads. Yeah. Right. Whatever anyway, the fuck, you know. When what I you're mean, watch, but... when you're watching your 45th minute of that match, you're like, I, I wonder what's going to happen with the bloodline this week. 
right? Yeah. So True. at their worst moments, each company pushes you towards the other one. It's the same thing. It, 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 that is very reminiscent to basically everything else in the world, right? Like if you're a conservative and, and Lauren Boebert comes out, you're like, maybe the liberals aren't so bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, if, and if you're a liberal and AOC starts talking about some fucking nonsense, Ugh. how, how you're, you know, the newest country song is really racist, you're like, eh, Maybe the conservatives aren't entirely wrong. I have an idea. Well. How about we, we, we have like a we have like a opera cup type tournament with Lauren Boebert versus Marjorie Taylor Greene on one side oh, and God. then AOC versus Ooh. I don't know Omar. Khalib, uh, uh, or Elon Omar. You can make it a fatal three way in that way. And the winners of each so of each so. match uh, fight each other then and whoever wins you know uh, wins the heart and soul of the nation <laughs> whoever wins gets to keep their spot in congress and everybody else has to fuck off yeah. right everyone else has to fuck. and, and ever and everyone else gets replaced by by uh the well me and john because we're american but the other two get split <laughs> by chris and, and Jimmy. they're not american but the two of them is close enough so they get the other spot because we're the commonwealth baby that's right. <laughs> but could, look, right now, I just want to take this scenario right yeah. now. That just, could you imagine Jeff and I in Congress? Why not? Right? Oh like, my God! Uh, worse people in Congress than us. Oh my God! <laughs> really? I would though, warn people. I, I would warn Americans not to fucking <laughs> to get out of America. I'd be like, hey, oh, hey no, these two guys. No. Congress. <laughs> no, look, I would, I would wreck so much shit and probably get censored so much because, like, this is fucking stupid. What are y'all doing? Like. Not First of all, up. I'm immediately changing my name to Jeff Kennedy Jr. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's my first move. <laughs> Instant success. Instant now you can be as crazy as you want. You get killed though, Jeff. That's you. the problem. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm, I can be John John. I'll be John John. So John John. Like, hey, yeah, John John and and Jeff Kennedy Jr. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's got a good ring to it. John oh John and Jeff Kennedy it's yeah. Jr. Yeah. Jr. <laughs> Exactly. Invite Litman for 2024. <laughs> I imagine that. Uh, Vote Litman. Yeah. Uh, okay. Actually, yeah. No Litman. Yeah, Who's yeah, Litman? Right. Litman. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. Change your name now, Jeff. Change it now. And Chris, oh, if you were running right for Prime Minister, right, of Canada, yeah. can you imagine your slogan? Yeah, that's AMBS. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. for bullshit in the, you know, in first thing in the morning, yeah. like literally. It's AMBS, but I won't feed you any bullshit. Uh, <laughs> there you go. And hey, yeah. just remember, I've already got my slogan. You're always right within right. <laughs> That's, That's your campaign fucking slogan yeah, right there. And here's the thing. Shit. My dad, the least political person in the entire world, is the one who says that. And I'm like, Dad, are you trying to run like for mayor or something? He goes, No, I just always thought that would be uh <laughs> he, That's a good goes, one though. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's Todd. Type like you guys would be dropping more f bombs than an Eminem song for uh, sure. Not me. Uh, I would. Yeah, Maybe. you know what? He tries not to. I've, I've probably corrupted him in that sense. Who? Jeff. Because at the start, when we first started doing shows, I kid you not, he would never swear. You know what I mean? And eventually, slowly but surely, when we first started, <laughs> he started Jimmy was but... like, Jimmy was like, yeah, yeah, I've got this guy who we, who, who who's gonna podcast with us and stuff, but but he's like he's like real respectable man, so you can't like you got to try not to curse around. Yeah. So the first couple of shows, I did the same thing, and I and then Jeff was like, why are you trying not to swear around me? And I was like, oh, okay, fuck, never mind. No, but you were how clean cut were you originally though, Jeff? Compared to now, like I, you know what I mean? I never didn't swear. I just use it only for particular effect 
Uh, I just think that, that the word loses its like JD from New York. He can't type a sentence oh, without fucking. That's different. Fucking. So it that's means nothing. <laughs> it's like there's no emphasis in it. If I say a curse, I want it to be because something has got me really fucking excited in one one way or another. And I and I. That's why I love it when he does start cursing because he means it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know. Or you do it for comedic effect because all of a sudden a guy who's a minister for 20 plus years goes... Yeah, that trips me out too, dude. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, that really blows my mind. Because I'm like... It's for emphasis, you know? And it, 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 it tweaks your brain. So, um, you know, that's that's why I do it. There is a reason why I'm called the Sinister Minister for that reason. Yeah. And with Does Jimmy anyone as... With, and with sorry, Jimmy please. and I, it honestly is just a cultural thing. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah I know. That's true. The former Commonwealth countries just curse more. Like, right. when I lived in L.A., like, I, I almost never heard anybody curse. But, like, I grew really? up... Well, yeah, dude. Like, in L.A., which is, like, you know, you'd expect... That's what I'm saying. That's like, a, you know, yeah. it's a terrible fucking city. But, right. but, uh, <laughs> but, but no, like, I almost oh, never heard it. And I grew up around lumberjacks, legitimate lumberjacks. Like, my family was in the logging industry. So, like, I that's who I actually grew up around. Which would so. make sense why you would be swearing left and right. Yep. And it, like I said, like, you know, I, I remember, I think I said crap once when I was in L.A. And somebody was like... And somebody was like, oh. and I was like, really? Oh, come on. Crap? Crap? Even, yeah. but, but you got to remember, this is LA where everybody gets offended by everything. You know what I mean? That is, Why are that they like that? What's up with the mentality of that shit, man? Like, no, hey, look, hey, I don't know. You know, it, California is its own country. Just like Texas is its own country. And they're two completely, di you know, different dichotomies. Different, yeah. and, and here's the crazy part, right? Like what we know is woke California is literally like the Los Angeles area. Yeah. Like when you go like to Bakersfield and North and all that, Completely they don't different. give a shit. Or right. in San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. You got San Francisco and Los Angeles who you're like liberal yeah, San Fran, yeah. And then everything else is like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Everything like, else. Everything else. There's, 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 a, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of D in California. Yeah. yeah. Lot, and, and deep, deep blue. A lot of deep blue. Yeah, well, but I mean, like, well, yeah, you go to rural parts and and especially like, San Francisco. Yeah, well, you go yeah. to rural parts everywhere. But uh, I mean, San Diego, Sacramento, where the state government is. Yeah, Long yeah. Beach. But that's where the population. Start naming random cities. Yeah, yeah. Like the I know, like the I know. population. Lido, San yeah. Jose, Redwood. Uh, <laughs> you know. Wait, 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 wait Oakland's. for it. Wait, Reseda. Proceed. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but you can't yeah. say you can't say Orange County. You can't say Orange County. No. It is a Why? it is an island of red in a sea of blue. I bet I can. Orange County. See, I did it. Oh, <laughs> that's like somebody. The Germans it. named it San Diego, which of course in German <laughs> means a whale's vagina. vagina. Yes, of course. <laughs> Stay classy, San Diego. Oh no, a whale's. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad that Anchorman couldn't be made today. I mean, oh. Anchorman is one of the great modern comedy. Is it even modern? I guess maybe. Yeah. Well, I We're mean, getting soft peeps. That's the problem. Bro, Tropic Thunder couldn't be made today. Oh, there's like, no way Tropic Thunder. Name a good, made. name a really good comedy movie, and it could Blazing actually Saddles. do it. Blazing yeah, Saddles. Couldn't. Mm -mm. What? Which one? American Pie. I mean, oh, super bad. Forget it. Not even that. Super bad. Forget it. Even the the Hangover, you, even though it wasn't that long ago, right? There's no the chance. The guy who made the Hangover has said, "There's no way I could make this movie today." Yeah. No chance. That's why. What's a good comedy sh fucking flick now? I can't think of it, one. I, I exactly. That's one. my point.
Mel Brooks I, couldn't make Blazing Saddles or any of the movies he made. Space any Ball. Mel Brooks movie. There's yeah. not a single yeah. one. That but how did it get to this, man? Like, the thing that bothers me, it got... How did we get here so quick? We didn't get here so quick. It, it feels like it did. Like, uh, yeah, but it was sort of, like, ignored. You know what well, I mean? That's how you get there so quick. I guess. <laughs> oh, there you go. You, you yeah, blink right. and it's happening, right. but, but it starts... Yeah, you know, things get ignored, and then then all of a sudden you realize that the crest of the wave passed you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's just a weird world we live in these days, man. It is. Anyway, hey, wrestling, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wrestling. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and, uh, shout out Speaking to Eric He said he says Tel Aviv has taken the title of being the whiniest place in town because. Uh, those idiots cry over everything, and they believe that most of the are things you can say and think about it. So, hey, I don't know, man. Have you, ever, have you ever heard of Ottawa? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of Austin? I mean, uh, I oh, mean, hey. uh, it, like everybody can point at something that's you know not to their liking, but at the end of the night, you know, we're here on this planet, and we have to make it work. But what also we have to try to make work is last night's SmackDown. Uh, and try to make that we transition. Hey, hey, look at that transition. Nah. Professional. <laughs> I have a degree in broadcasting. No, I really do. I have yes, you do. Yeah. I, I do. <laughs> Radio, TV, movie production. And yet I don't do uh. shit with it. But it's okay. It really should be better. Oh, come on. Yeah. So. Oh. Uh, all right. So last night, SmackDown, let's talk about it. We had, it came from Orlando, Florida, the Amway Center. I look the Orlando. most magical place on earth. Right, but Orlando, yeah. why you have all these places? Why are you using a pyramid scheme for the name of your center there? Like I don't because they paid the most for it. I look, I know, but at some point you got to say, like we've seen people go. You know what? That's this the wrong question. The right question is right. why didn't they really rebuild it as a pyramid? Oh, because Memphis had that already, and it didn't work. They did. And it's now a Bass Pro Shop. I know that's stupid. It's not. It's not even an arena anymore, right? Yeah, that's crazy. So this man. is wrestling and Twitter and sort of politics and tribalism all mixed mixed into one. But Alex Marvez popped up on Twitter, and he goes, he goes, "How's a Bass Pro Shop as far as a fashion statement?" Asking for a friend, I said, "I guess it depends which MAGA rally you're going to." <laughs> uh, Let me guess, you were Evil Dose yeah. saying that, right? Because you've been doing that a lot lately, Jeff, on everyone's account. Yeah, I, well, Evil Dose needs to get more evil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Actually, Do to it. get it out, Do to it. get it out of Icarus system. It, yeah, yeah it. get it out of exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> for your own sake. Yeah. So we start the show with a video highlight and recap of the entirety of last week because heaven that was forbid, a long recap too, John. Look, hey, look you know, because um, we had to show basically the entire back half of the show um, because in case you missed it. Let's watch the whole last almost feels like 30 minutes of the show to open the show. And if you're watching it, you're going, wait, didn't I see this last week? Kind of like the uh, uh, Battle of the Belch where they glitched out and you come back and you're watching a match that didn't even have anything to do with the show that you were watching. And you're going, wait, what did I fucking do right now? Did I did I screw something up? Like, really? I was watching Tony Storm's ass and then I came (laughs) as soon as. And then as soon as the fucking show comes back, it's a close-up of Ian Riccoboni. Like, that is yeah. the worst transition in the world. Don't yeah. do that. Well, and, uh, well, wasn't it like Julia Hart and somebody like, I was like, do they yeah, think, oh, we, 
Yeah. Do we? Oh, we won't. They won't know this. <laughs> Julia Hart's because she's a blonde girl too. So she doesn't have the ass that Tony Storm does, but it's a blonde girl. She's not mature enough yet, John. Yeah. She's still young. You know what oh, I mean? She hasn't right, like yeah. developed properly yet. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd still let her touch it. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Look, but you know, <laughs> you know, but you know, when you have someone like Tony Storm. He's a developed They're, woman, yeah. Well, who, yeah, who Juice Robinson gets to smack that ass whenever he wants. That's a what a prick. Uh, uh, you know, that's fine. Hey, that's okay. I have to, I have to appreciate Juice Robinson because two years ago when I was at WrestleMania, I was helping bring some stuff up for uh, Savage Gentleman and Lady Frost and helping them set up their booth. And somebody texted, so I squatted down because they were interacting with people that I didn't want to be in the way. So I was kind of in the back of the booth. And when I did, my knee gave out because uh, I have arthritis in my right knee. Oh, really? I was a catcher. Already? So oh, when yeah, I did, yeah. I squatted down this text. And when I did, my knee gave out and I fell bass backward into the next booth where the oh, pipe shit. and drape is covering. And it happened to be like Juice Robbins is there. And like, <laughs> like, I, like, I, oh, uh, man. I, uh, like a whole bunch of people, like a whole bunch of wrestlers. And I just flat backed it like a professional, you know, and it was like, they're like, oh shit, are you okay, dude? Like, and I'm like, I felt really like in a way, I don't really get a lot of shame or embarrassment, but I was more ashamed for like, I'm here with them, Victor, right. and, and like I embarrassed them more than anything else. Well, yeah, when you right, took right. a bump, did they all start uh, kicking you while you were down? <laughs> I, thought, I thought of, I thought a kick was gonna start coming in a minute. Bunch there. of heels, they all start yeah. kicking you and like laying. Yeah. Well, Juice down. wasn't a heel at the time. He was still. Oh. Not, I could picture Juice also. I could, I can actually picture that scene. Him freaking out, like yo, like he's like, oh shit, just... dude, are you okay? Like, are you like? What, you're like, I was like, yeah, it's a fine. I'm old money. Gave out, you know you know, old baseball injury. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, man. Are you okay? And like, so he helps me up. And the person from the other booth, uh, I forget who it was, big old person. This helped me up. Glorious love affair for 10 months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. And But Tony Storm is right there, too. So that was oh. even worse because they're oh. sharing the next booth over. And I'm just going, okay, well, I just did made a Did she say anything? Well, that booth oh, no. shot with her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they were engaged at the time. I don't think they were married yet. Um, Are they married now? Yeah, from what I heard, I mean, from everything I've seen, that they basically did an elopement. So wow! Um, so they're married, from what I saw. It can could you, be. It could. Can could can you highlight way. Todd Brantley's last comment? Because uh, uh, what do you say? I wouldn't let Julia Hart touch it because she might put a spell. On it. <laughs> hey, listen, you might Todd. Get spots all over your dick, Todd. Listen, Todd. <laughs> if it lasts for more than four hours, consult your witch doctor. <laughs> consult, yeah, exactly. Consult there you go. Yep. Obviously, yep. he never dated a witch. Well, um, <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? So we had this really long-ass recap, and then we come finally to this idea that, hey, Roman Reigns has been champion for 155 days. I felt like he was in the 130s at some point, and all of a sudden we're in the 155s. It feels like time is moving fast. I don't know. But I don't want to pay attention to the count either. So That's only 20 days, you know. Yeah, I know, but it feels like... You know, like within the last week or two, I heard the 130s and now we're in the one. Well, he wasn't on last week, so. Right. But no, they count it. It's kind of like, um, I, I don't know if you, like, if, if you guys ever see guys tweet this out, like when they're, when they wrestle for an independent wrestling show, but the show only runs like four times a year. And so right. they have the belt. And like, I've been champ for 365 <laughs> days. Of you've, course. you've wrestled on four shows, bro. Like. It still counts. No, no it, it, you're not putting in the work like somebody but hey, it's pro wrestling you know what i mean <laughs> jimmy answer this one because hey, I can't what's because, up cunt 
because I literally can't say that because it's a bad up, word where I'm from. Um, I know, American man. The first time I ever said that to an American years ago, man, I got heat and I tried to explain like, whoa, 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 it's not what you think, you know? Yeah. And it was to a Mexican dude on top of it. He's like, what'd you call me, Holmes? Like, I'm like, yo, cholo, relax. You know? yeah, you <laughs> was, it, was it homeboy? No, 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 homeboy. But what when I first met homeboy and I said that, he was like, oh, man, did you say that? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, this guy was from California, though, too. But um, yeah. yeah. And then I had to explain myself over and Bunch over again muscles. about it. Uh, you know uh, what? Uh, I'll yeah. I'll let Julia touch it over Dana. Just saying. No, I'm 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 taking the gymnast with the giant. Sorry, D. D. Shaking her head in the background. It's the comment that I was. Yeah, Jimmy. We 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 Jesus. saw the picture you sent us earlier. We know what you like. <laughs> yeah, we know. Hey, 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 you asked for it, John. No, no, I asked for you proof wanted of proof. Power. <laughs> you sent me a proof of D in her day. No. <laughs> Come on, oh, come on, come on. Dee's, Dee's uh, wonderful, and I will not yeah. hear her her good name. <laughs> All right, or, so then yeah, the smirched. other person you're with, not D. I don't know. Um, Jimmy's yeah. side piece. Uh, Jimmy's side piece. Don't yeah. say that, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> don't no, that say clearly, that. That was clearly his front piece. <laughs> <laughs> and for people, you know, people probably don't get this you joke right now, and they shouldn't, right? right. They shouldn't. Right. Just leave it. They, they shouldn't. Let it, let right, it, right, right, right. Yeah. Hey, sometimes. And it did them. hang. Someone <laughs> let. No, it didn't. And uh, SmackDown. Oh well. Yeah, yeah, uh, sorry, it was erected. Back to it. All right. So here, okay. So we see Austin theories at ringside, but we also uh, see uh, Wesley and Dragon Lee are in the crowd because. Um, Wesley just lost his North American Championship to Dominic Mysterio. So right, with his brother Dragon Lee. Yes, right. You know, and yeah. So why not put Wesley and Dragon Lee together? Because they're blood brothers. You know, they're and we can call them uh, the Dragon Flies after that. Yeah. Why uh, not? We, no, you call them Double Dragon. You know? Ah, true. Good one. No, no, that's a go. good one. I'll give you that, John. Yeah. Billy and Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Dragons. So. Um, <laughs> So uh, we're, we start the mat, we start the show show finally with uh, uh, everybody making their entrance with the four way match and then of course L A Knight gets his entrance and gets a microphone because everybody else just needs to go in and do their thing. Yeah. Um, here's here's my question. Um, Rey Mysterio came out, but he didn't. I didn't see any L W O merch on him. Not one person that I noticed in that fan like in that crowd was wearing a Latino World Order shirt. No, dude. but Rey Mysterio himself wasn't True. right and the so seeds are we planted. know we know last week santos escobar won right and and it's gonna you know and uh so heat ray comes out without any lwo merch on even though santos has been rep repping it and, and week all this in, week out mind you yeah and then you had cameron grimes come out you had which i mean this should have been a thing for him because he did he was in nxt for a long time but how many people i guess here's my question how many people in that arena do you feel know about or go to NXT that were in that Orlando arena? 17. 17. <laughs> I mean, I would agree with that. <laughs> right? Because. Uh, he's it, probably right. Yeah. You know, Did they react I, to anybody I, of I, any I of them? I don't think so. I, I think it's more than that. I think, I think that for a lot of wrestling fans in Orlando, NXT is kind of like the hometown um, uh, minor Maybe. league team. Like you, you care, but you like you care if they're doing well, but you 
you don't really follow them entirely, right? Like if you're yeah. like, I'm sure there's a minor league team in New York, but nobody fucking knows, right? Like nobody gives yeah. a shit about the about the minor league team in New there's York one in City. Brooklyn, you're a Yankees the Brooklyn fan. Cyclones, how dare yeah. you? The right. Cyclones in Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. Well, named after the, the Rogers, Saints. Right. Okay. Oh God. Right. Well, there's that. Um, <laughs> I'm convinced. Twenty nine. Is that your real, like, legit? That's how you feel? No, I'm sure that there's a few. Uh, I know, you're exaggerating. I know that. Though. I mean, I guess because the only thing, you know, they, they hyped Dragon Lee and Wesley. They had Cameron Grant. It feels like there was a lot of NXT on the show. It was practically and, the whole roster, felt like. And then they point. made it, they made it, it was almost like they were trying to say, hey, look, we're trying to get the pop from the home crowd because we have all these NXT guys there. And it felt no like pop it came though. off. It came off no, no badly. You know? It did. It actually and did. Cameron Grimes got no reaction as he's yeah. usually been getting. Yeah. Pop went the weasel in this, you know, at this point. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, Seamus came out and it, it felt like it felt like of all these things, Seamus and then of course LA Knight got the biggest pops uh, of these four. And um, LA Knight was he got the biggest hands pop down the, the biggest oh, right, yeah. oh, by yeah. a mile. Yeah. He also yeah. had a microphone. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He got his interest, and then he had his mic. He did his customary interest, walking with it, and that's the whole thing. His he like with his entrance and everything, it it gets that pop because he gets that crowd reaction of, "Hey, say it with me." Yeah, yeah. The hmm. call and response. The hey, who's 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 uh, house or who's well, whose game now, is it? Yeah, whose game is, it's L A L A night. He's getting them involved, and that's I think. Time and time again, we see the guys who get the biggest pops are those guys whose entrances involve the people, you know, where right. they can call Absolutely. and respond. They can do these kind of things. That's or, the key, too, you know. Well, the best wrestlers in general are the ones who can get the crowd the most invested in what's going on. I, right. I to this day, will argue that um, as good of a face as Bret Hart was, he was ten times the heel. And the reason yeah, I sure. say that is because – during his original like heel run, he wasn't the heel. He literally made the American wrestling audience the heel in a program that he was involved in. Right. And that really got people involved. Like people like the difference between how he was treated in the States and out of the States was so <laughs> markedly different. And it's and it was because unique too he, at the time. It, it, it's still unique. It's still right, something yeah. that people can't pull off or aren't trying to pull off or whatever. I think but, Gunter's trying sort of. No, it's not the same because he's not purposely trying to do that per se. I, I'd, I'd like to see him lean into it. I'd like to see him lean into it. I really would because yeah. I honestly still to this day, I think that Brett's best run was as a heel. Absolutely. Because he was so fucking good at that. That again, it wasn't we hate you, Bret Hart. It was we hate you for hating us, for us hating you, for like there was so much depth to it that the audience had to react. It became personal too in in many ways, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they took it to heart. The American fans especially really took it to heart, you know? They took it to heart. No pun intended. Right, exactly. Its nature is to be a little bit grumpy and look at others with disdain. So it it, it was an easy fit for him. As Pierce says, no. (laughs) Bret Hart now, that's a cunt. Yeah. Uh, You know, but but I think that was... That was Brett. He's the greatest of all time, and he's a bit of a cunt. He's He's the greatest cunt of all time. How's that? (laughs) Michael Jordan's kind of a cunt, too. Yeah, he's a big cunt, actually. But Let's be honest. 
But let's be honest, though, too. This took Bret Hart being, I'm seeing this is the reaction of the crowd, and then leaning into it and going with it right. instead of... He didn't even want to, to do that it. either. That's the thing. But he still went ahead and did it, but he really didn't want to do it. Yeah, but that's that's just being smart. That's going, okay, this is the that's reaction smart I'm cunt, John. Yeah, and, and this <laughs> is the, the direction I need to go to be successful that makes it into where we're at and and uh you know todd you know todd brings up a good point here brett's heel run essentially playing the scenes what we come the attitude it, it was that and that, I, it's exactly what that was you know it um, did plant the seeds it did bring the attitude era that that run is what ushered the attitude era yeah i don't disagree with that i anybody who says otherwise i you know, I feel like you just you don't know your wrestling history very well. I agree one hundred with because, what you just said, John. You know, because Facts. it was and, and here's the thing. It was this was the tell me no tell me when I'm talk you know, stop me when I'm telling lies before oh, CM Punk did it with Bret Hart. Because oh. he was just stating facts about the fact that, hey, I go to Europe and I sell out and y'all can't even do that when I'm here. So fuck you. You know, I mean, I'm going to Canada and I'm making all these things and y'all can't appreciate that. So fuck you. I and mean, his promo would totally change. Like he'd be a white meat baby face in those countries. Yeah. Completely. Like, like completely. Not like a tweener or like a anti-hero per se. I mean, white meat baby face while he was in Canada or anywhere else in the world. But in the US, he became a dick heel completely. Like a dick, you know what because, I mean? Because it wasn't even because it was just the fact of how the crowds treated them, and, right? And the fact exactly. that they didn't support him, you know. I mean, think about this: when he got the title after Hogan, Hogan had to come back because Americans were not supporting him as WWF champion, and yeah. so Vince said, "Hey, we got to come back." And so, in a way, he kind of goes, "You know what? Fuck the American crowds. This is what you did to me when I was champ, and yet exactly. I could go with the belt to Europe, and they love me." You know, so he would start like in every in every city he went to outside of the U.S. He would basically start his promo by he would come out, he would get the reaction that he'd get, people would cheer for him, and everybody loved him. And he would say, he would almost start every fucking promo by saying, "I want to thank you for letting me still be your hero." Like exactly, spot on. And it came across like he was being genuine too. And then he'd go to the states, and everybody'd be booing him, and he would just start off by being like. Okay. Like, resentful, like real Fuck resentful. You. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it was so good that run. It's so underrated too, man. That ninety seven WWE was is very underrated. Yeah. But you know, I think I think that's where, you know, again, we talk about some of these people, it, whether it's it's on the mic with their interns or whatever, you know, these characters capture the attention of the crowd, and that's what he's done. And the sad part is WWE never catches up to those people. It's always too late because they right. do it on their own. And, and it was it kind of too late in and, a way. And, and, they, and that's the – or it feels like they punish them for being organic. And I hate that. And that's over. what's happening with LA Knight right now, I feel like. And it's the same thing. They've had yeah. a history of doing this. And it blows my mind, John. Yeah. Because, I mean, here's the thing. This guy Matt is – Cardona. Yeah. 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 White hot. How do you not have him going for the U.S.? How do you not have him going for something to build up to the world title? But it's yet we bullshit keep, politics, man. That's we keep putting him in. in we keep giving him the biggest pop of the night in the room in the match, and yet and he gets hate for it, and we get nothing. And we we, we as a crowd are not getting service for that. You know, I it's mean, I like Seth as Escobar. I really do. I thought I the LWO was fine. Him as a face, not so good. But he got no reaction. No reaction, that. Jeff. I was uh, going to say that. 
he barely got a reaction in his match against Austin Theory, uh, and he and he should have, you know, he got some, but it, it should have been bigger for the the, the face who saved um, Rey Mysterio. Right. And let's not. I, I'm I'm pretty generous with with wrestling and being like, okay, like you know, let let a story play out or whatever. But you know, this to me was clearly a mistake. I mean, I don't think that any like even if the goal is to break up the LWO. I mean, if that's the goal and that's sort of what the assumption would be. No, I think Kalita is going to come in now and the heel turn is going to happen with... Uh, I'm with... done believing all these things about yeah. No, because you brought up the point about... It was you, John, about um, Ray not wearing the LWO shirt. I think there's yeah. the sign right there. Yeah, but all... I mean, like all of their factions are in some sort of dissension. Gunther's mm-hmm. not happy with Vinci. The bloodline right. is in disarray. I mean, all, all of the groups, they're, they're, they're all, you know, damage control is always sort of in some sort of uh, control. You've got the story with Priest and Finn Balor. It's like they decided, True. Like yeah, I complained true. about this on AEW. It's a rerun of a rerun of a rerun. This 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 is the same story playing out five different times on the, on the same show uh, or no, the same right. brand. It's, and it's, and it's annoying. It. But even if they want this to happen, they, it can wait. I mean, the LWO is hasn't been a thing for that long. It it could wait easily several months but, and be something on the road to where's, WrestleMania. Where's it, Legato though? Like, where's the, like? They don't want those two little midgets there. But they, <laughs> they, but that's the thing. They're not part of the story. It's it's Ray versus Santos. But that can wait. That can that can be a Royal Rumble match. That can that can be that can be an important feud match at WrestleMania if they want it to be. I mean, the only actual reason for this to be a feud. Any time before 2024 starts is if they're planning on turning Dom face to read to, to save his father no. around February ish. Um, you know, okay, you're right in that sense. Which also, you know, I wouldn't do it now because I mean, the heat with no. Dom now is nuclear, and you know, if every if I'm right that separating him from Rhea is is going to be dangerous, then don't do it. Wait, wait till oh, people no, hold stop reacting, then right. do it. There's no reason to do that yet, especially yeah. while the iron's hot. Right, but this thing with LA Knight, he he's hot now. He's hotter than Austin Theory. So unless you think that Austin Theory is a he's much cool better investment, you, and I get right. he's younger than LA Knight, I disagree with that because I think you can get five great years out of LA Knight easily. Yeah. Austin Theory, I think I think Austin Theory is going to be someone who can have a, a fifteen to twenty year Dolph Ziggler Miz career from now, from right wrong. now at this point. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But I don't ever think he's going to be Randy Orton. Maybe I'm wrong, but if it is, Ooh. it's going to be when he's 35 and learns how to work the crowd like Sheamus did. Yeah, and that's fine. That's yeah. cool. Because I mean, that's that's I, mean, I think that's the, the the difference right now. Yes, Austin Theory's good. He's been doing this for a minute. But you have a guy in the ring like Sheamus, like Rey Mysterio, um, even LA Knight, who know how to work the crowds, and they make a stark difference between you know, what Austin Theory is in the ring. You know, Austin Theory kind of fell backwards into this heat with the rub from Vince McMahon. He didn't he didn't get to this by being who he was and knowing how to work the crowds. He did it by getting that rub from Vince McMahon and being Vince McMahon's boy and becoming that arrogant kind of yeah, kid and, that he and is. he can't fill that giant hole that's next to now that Vince is there on his right. own. And I don't know who can or if what can help, but someone could help. Not fill it. No one can fence. They've stifled him, Jeff. But, completely. But, but yeah, no. But but you, but if you put a good obnoxious heel bombshell next to him, that will at least help. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't disagree with that. But here's the thing. We we had this match. Um, Austin Theory was at the side again. At least he wasn't on commentary this time. So um, that was a little better. Um, we we saw some moments where, you know, Austin Theory, like, oh, the guys got thrown into his area. Um, and this was a, what, a two-segment um, match, right? I mean, it was a... It was a hefty match for the night. This was, I feel like, SmackDown's version of Blood and Guts. It was, it was 35 minutes of the first hour. Yeah, so um, they they covered a lot of ground here with a lot of back and forth, um, false finishes, diving, clotheslines, and uh, super suplexes and falcon arrows and all Spanish that kind of Spanish flies. Stuff. Spanish flies. Uh, we saw that uh, Santos did his King Cuerno impression. When he did the Tope du CSC, then he pulled the arrow out right before he did it. And I'm like, ah, Lucha Underground, King Cuerno, there you are. Um, yeah, but King Cuerno was a bad guy, don't forget. He was, right. yeah. But he was yeah. great, though. Yeah. I understand, but that it's it's foreshadowing. Yeah. Like, I feel exactly. Like a... It's happening. It's going to happen. This science. You know? Yeah. That, that was, I know that was later in, that was in the Austin Theory match. But, like, we're seeing, you know, with Ray and all that kind of stuff, then um santos escobar comes out because austin theory is gonna interfere and he runs interference and they go out to the crowd fighting and then uh la knight hits grime with a big elbow drop and then sheamus hits knight with the bro kick and then cameron grimes catches sheamus with a cave-in and then mysterio hits grimes with a hurricane rana into a cradle for the win so everybody hits their finisher and ray mysterio wins in the end it's the last man to hit our finisher uh finish to a four-man so I hate, uh, they've yeah. been doing that now all the time. It's the same formula for like triple threats, four ways in the last few weeks that they've had these type of matches. Yeah, and, and I guess and not for nothing. That's usually how Austin Theory wins matches too. He he comes that's in true and, too, right. and he sneaks a win after other people did their finisher. Yeah, and so we, which which is you know the, I guess the question is. When when did it become we can't just have a clean like hey guy makes a pin hits his finish in a four way match you know um, every, let's let it, it, this felt like hey none of y'all y'all are all gonna lose to Rey Mysterio who's a Hall of Famer but we're gonna let you hit your finishes so we good we good you know that's it, what it is it, it, exactly it feels like we a good lazy way. <laughs> right. it feels like a lazy way to end a match like this when I mean I felt like this was a fairly solid match for a four way match. Yeah. You know, through the thirty-five minutes, and then we had the all right. Hey, everybody, you get your shit in, you get your finish. But Ray's going to finish it out because you know he's the legend. Cool, cool. All right, everybody. So I mean, that I just felt like the the, the finish felt kind of. Uh, I was because we say thirty-five minutes, but the first fifteen minutes was mostly recaps and and right. the introductions. I mean, they, they all got the, the, their intros, so it yeah. wasn't a thirty-five minute match. It was more like a fifteen-minute match, and so I don't know. I no surprise. I, I didn't like the end. I wanted a different person to win, but I didn't think the match was particularly good. Like if they actually made this a forty-minute match. I would. I don't think I would have minded that. Whatever the result is, it would have been well earned. But this, I just thought was. I don't know. I thought it was sort of lazy. It was. It was. Yeah. This felt like NWA booking, where they know they they have an hour of YouTube, which is really forty two minutes, and uh, you know, and they and they need to get all their matches done in with, well, in under eight minutes. I think we had that in more than just one match. I felt the same way you did, Jeff, with the Charlotte and um, EO Sky match. In a way, with the way it finished. 
Yeah, but I'm not going to complain about that because they I, about the length, about the finish, right, maybe, right. Yep. but because because they get a lot of criticism for they put more women on, but the matches are, are pitifully short, and this one was, and I think that EO, even though she ate the wind, she she acquitted herself well, which is good for her, good enough for her at this stage at this, this story. But I, I I wasn't impressed by this match. I, I you know, and I, I'm not invested enough in the LWO to be invested enough in their breakup. So. Right, That's which too. because I mean, so Chris, what do you think? Like they've now set up next week, Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar to go face Austin Theory at SummerSlam. Like, I guess my question is just have have they built the LWO enough to even break them? Like, I, like, nope. <clears throat> you, you're supposed to feel something when a team breaks up, right? And I just don't think that they've built them enough to care when they break up. Like this. This seems very much to me like like AEW booking, where it's just been, you know, let's get to the end of the story before we've had a chance to tell the mm-hmm. middle of the story, right? Um, right, literally forget the middle of the story. Like, they've just given up on telling that story at these yeah, points. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I didn't like this match either, like, in terms of the wrestling match. I, I thought that... Like I, I've been pretty outspoken over the last little bit that Sheamus has really figured out how to work in the last like five years or so, maybe even in the last two years, really, he's figured out how to work. And, um, that's not, I'm not knocking Sheamus. I'm saying he's one of the best Mm -hmm. things about SmackDown week in, week out in terms of the in-ring stuff. He's great. Um, Like Cameron Grimes as a talent. I think that he's somebody who has a real future um, as a character in wrestling, but he needs to be a character. He can't just be some guy. Like the thing that made Cameron Grimes stand out. Right. Right. And the thing that the thing that made Cameron Grimes stand out was his look, right? He looked like a Mm. fucking caveman. He looked weird. (laughs) Now he just looks like a short guy with a stubbly beard. Like he's Mm -hmm. not. He's not special. Next, they're going to cut his hair so he looks like fucking Christian or something, and he's going to look <laughs> like nothing. There will be zero to his look at all. Um, as far as Rey Mysterio winning, I don't know. I, I get I get why they keep doing this thing with LA Knight, and they keep doing this consistently in WWE where they have a wrestler who they basically have lose constantly, right? And they just do the mm-hmm. thing where – Oh, he's going to lose, and then the crowd's going to really get behind him. And it's basically what I call the Daniel Bryan model, right? Because this is how they basically got Daniel Bryan over. But that was a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. i got to be honest with you, right? Um, Other than that, you need to see somebody successful in order to keep caring for them. And LA Knight is insanely good. He's a guy who you can actually make money with if you're WWE and you play your cards right. He should be actually on Raw going for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's how good he is, and that's how much money I think you could make with him. Um, I know that they know that they have something in him because he came out with the microphone. He He got his moment to talk. Sheamus, even at one point before he went for the broad kick, broad kick, he oh, was yeah, looking yeah. away from the camera, but he did the L A night thing to the crowd, and then he turned around and he started beating his chest. And then right? they started but booing like, him after that for doing that. Right, and he knows what he's doing. He knows yeah, exactly what, what he was doing in that moment. He did that on purpose, which he's not going to do. He's a very good company guy, by the way. Like, Sheamus is one of oh, those guys 100. who, if you're the WWE, you're so fucking thankful you signed this guy when you did because mm. he's he's been great for your company. He's never embarrassed you. Uh, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't go out there and, and say stupid shit or, 
you know, Never. convince convince one of your biggest female superstars that she should suddenly start wearing pajamas to the <laughs> ring or anything like that. Like he's a guy you want in your company. Um, and and afterwards, they showed L.A. Knight as he was leaving, right? And you could see that the cameraman was kind of directing him, right? So they are pushing that. I just don't like it anymore. I think it's I think it's overplayed, and I think that you you not just run the risk of overdoing it. I think it's overdone now. Hmm. It's done out of spite too. That's the thing. They don't really want to do it, but they feel like they have to do it, which is probably going to catch you meat, even though it's not even his fault. Hmm. Yeah, you know. But I mean, that's that's WWE. You know, I and mean, it's always been WWE. That's the thing. Like they've never changed. Well, yeah. I don't know. There's still time before SummerSlam. Not a lot, but maybe it'll yeah. turn into a three-way. But, I mean, still, I, that does... I, I, you know, th- three-ways are fine every now and then, but it's become the but norm. they're overdoing and, it now, yeah. And, and yes. everyone's overdoing yeah. it. It's really it's really just to protect someone or two people with someone. So you, you can always tell, like, who's the, almost always, who's the one in there who doesn't need to be protected. Oh, Ray Mysterio, he could take a fall. It doesn't matter. Right, uh, he's, but so he your... I, I would say Chris Winland had this, and if they give LA Knight the U.S. belt, then what? It would be no different than Cody winning last Mania. Then what? I think he still got I, the chase, but you know but you got. I think the problem. I is, don't think those two Chris, are the same at all. No, I don't it's think not. Those two it's are not the same. same, at same. All. No, no Chris, the same. because LA Knight hasn't done anything. Like right. he's hot and over the crowd, but he hasn't won anything. Cody came in. With all this hype, LA Knight didn't come in with the hype. And all the fanfare. Yeah, exactly. He worked his way there. Cody worked his way with fanfare and kind of that whole Roman Reigns shoving it down. LA Knight was spontaneous. You know what I mean? It was organic. With Cody, he was already there. You know what I mean? And LA Knight is an MC. And what does an MC do, Jimmy? An MC moves the crowd. That's what he does. And he's able to get the crowd into him no matter what he's doing. Ceremony man. Tell me anywhere he's gone where he hasn't been able to get the crowd to to, to no, sing along with everywhere, him, to care. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Even in fucking Impact. Even in NWA, Chris. He was the best thing in every company he's been in, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't I, I don't think those are the same thing at all. I, I think Cody... Then what to everything. But yeah, I mean, there's always a then what. And there's the, and that's what... The with everybody. <laughs> but how about right. the then what? The then what is... He defends his title. Yeah. I mean, we build them up to make right. another Something. few. You have a, you know, whatever I think is. people, everyone's overdoing that then what freaking line lately I've noticed with a mul- with all sorts of fans saying that. I don't understand that because there's always somewhere to go. I mean, it's not like this awesome all right. so title Stone runs Cold, story. All right. All right. So Stone Cold beats, uh, beats Sean at Mania. Then, then what? What? <laughs> what? One thing, if it was, if this was going to be Roman's undisputed Universal Championship, this is Austin. Then what, Jim? It's 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 historic in no way, shape, or form. (laughs) It's not like it's a big deal for for they they could hot potato this style and nobody would really care. Right, but here's but here's the other thing. Again, he hasn't won anything. If we want him to care and move him and build him to a main event person because he's got the momentum of the crowd wanting him to be there, then we have to give him something for the chance to cheer about and build from there. And then he, when he uses, loses that U.S. title, hell, he could even at some point be like, you know what, I've gotten so big, I don't need this U.S. title anymore. I want the big belt. I want to go after the big one. He could even And he's kind of alluded that title. in his promos too, man. You know, but I, that's I think that's the whole bit is we have to get him built. We have to get him one so that he makes him credible 
for this, you know, main event title to build him to a main event status. That's and the whole bit. That's what the lower card titles are for. Because sometimes yeah. you need to see someone with a title to get used to seeing them with a title. I mean, Drew McIntyre didn't have any title. He got the world championship and then he lost it. And then you're like, ooh, but he needs it again. So then he won it again. And now whenever Drew McIntyre walks into a room, you could see him in a title picture mm-hmm. because he's been in, in a title picture. Same thing with Bobby Lashley. I mean, you know, and sometimes it, it didn't work with Apollo Crews, but it, 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 you know, but it does work with most, with, with many people. Um, and it, it's just a way to, to get people used to it, whether it's a tag team belt or something like that. Anyway, so mm-hmm. then what, I don't know, then, then the writers are supposed to write something that that's good um, yeah. or, or good enough. Right. But anyway, but anyway, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't like this match and this should be a match that I like. Right. Agreed. But, you know, I, I think, and I think again, this is that case of the match itself. In the end, ruined the rest of the match. You know, um, I, I really feel like that was uh, part of this for me. Is just the ending came really off uh, the wheels for me, and made me sour for the rest of it because the rest of the match was was fun. It was four four man four way match. It was fine, but then this night um, would would go for that. Um, yes, Chris, it would because uh, he says, would a, would, would a U.S. title really lead to a world title shot? He's not been that way for years. If WWE gave it to L.A. Knight, it would likely have been uh, all he would have ever gotten. I don't think so because, again, he's got the momentum of the crowd. He's building, and he did it in Impact. He had one of their lower titles. He built his way up and became a world champion in Impact when he was there. Um, and, you know, that's the whole bit is he knows how to work a crowd and the momentum. And then when Again, it's that idea, like we just said, you see him with the title, you go, ooh, I want that some more. So um, I, I I feel like that, I mean, and there are just some people who don't like LA Knight for whatever reason, that's fine. But, you know, I think if we're going to build him and continue to build him up, we need to work that way in that forward direction, and we haven't. We've been I mean, here's the, here's, the, here's the perpetual right answer to then what? You tune in because you want to find out what. Mm-hmm. Right now, the then the then what is? It's going to suck. And right now, I'm not happy. I don't care who wins with Ray and Santos Escobar because I don't care about the LWO to see if they stick together or they break up. Either way, it, it's going to seem goofy to me and corny. I would have cared if LA Knight won because I'm invested in him, and I actually think that LA Knight versus Austin Theory would be a pretty interesting rivalry. Um, Am I heartbroken over this? No. But my answer to, to then what with the answer that we have is, meh, I don't really care about you know, the U.S. title right now. I would have cared about it if it was Austin Theory about L.A. Knight. So that's my answer to then what. Well, and that's also the about. booking, though, of Theory and the U.S. title yeah, right but now. The then what with Cody versus Roman, I was saying I predicted Cody was going to win. But I was like, you know what? I'm happy either way. Either way. If Cody wins, then we get that moment, that big WrestleMania moment. Great. Everyone mm-hmm. goes home happy. If we don't, Roman's going to break records. We get the bloodline. The bloodline strong. We have a dominant faction staying in. Roman's going to go into his third year champion. Either way, I'm happy. That's the then what the, the, that they should be going for. And and that's what we got there. Uh, and it's still, you know, it, it's, it's stumbling and bumbling along. And some people are more excited about what's going on with the bloodline than others. And we'll get to that, I'm sure, soon enough. Yeah. But my only point is the answer to then what is you want to find out the answer as opposed to, you just know that because you've been watching as a habit, you're you're going to find out the answer. Yeah, and I feel like the second option right now. Yeah, you ha- you have to allow it to happen to see what can happen. 
you know, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest things is we need we need to let it happen so we can know what can happen. Um, so uh, we see after this match, uh, they we have a recap of Brock Lesnar's vicious attack on Cody Rhodes in front of his own mother. Oh my god! It was just I cannot believe he did that in front of his own mother. Oh my god! You- <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. Oh my god! <laughs> no, but it's funny because on um, last week's achievement we had Big Ray Hernandez, and actually we all of us came up with a real creative way <laughs> that you can go with Cody Brock and his mum and Brandy for the, for that matter. <laughs> oh, medium five saying right, right now. What, what do you say? Uh, look, that's for that's just for Chris. I, I just missed it. Him. All right. Well, yeah. anyway, my point is, I'm we're saying chat, like fun- you don't have to do that for me. It'd be funny though if they went extreme. Like you know, imagine like you know, he, Brock grabbed Cody's mother by the hair and just you know dragged her. Started like you know, we went overboard basically. Put it that way. But it'd be funny. <laughs> what do you mean overboard? Uh, wrestling is I mean, supposed to be a fucking story, and I don't yeah. understand this fucking double standard that we have in professional wrestling. I know, where, but it's twenty twenty three, Chris. You oh, know what I mean? You're- you're alluding to you're alluding to something really nasty. Yeah, like every I other agree TV with you, show and but movie like in the world. I know, but for some reason mean? wrestling like, is in a weird sort of uh box, you know what I mean? Because for some reason TV shows can do that, right? But professional wrestling can't. Right. Cody's mother is a known child trafficker and Brock is trying to get to the <laughs> bottom of it for justice. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. You That's go. all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. It's simple yeah. as that. So, simple. <laughs> yeah. so, so we go to a commercial break. After this, we have a bevy of NXT stars, ones who haven't even made their debut on NXT yet, the Cavender Twins. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I was going, wait, they're on NXT? Yeah, I was wondering, who are they? I actually don't know. I have a clue who the fuck they are. Are they NXT? Really? Yeah, they're they're in the performance center. They're 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 basketball players. But what I noticed oh. is that they haven't had their enhancement surgeries yet, so they can't really push ah, them yet. I see. There you go. That's probably why. Uh, okay. And then you, you know the the Bella twins gave them their blessing. They passed the torch. Right. Oh, right. I didn't know. Yeah. Trying to suck their way back into the WWE teeth because this Garcia Twins thing doesn't seem to be working out as a brand. Right. <laughs> what brand? <laughs> Did they still as do it their turns podcast? Out the Garcia Twins weren't the brand. The Bellas were. You're right. Right. And they're bitter about that. I mean, I don't blame them, but shit. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> How yeah. many people would love to have that, uh, that, that under their belt? Uh, well, probably four for four on this screen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'd let- I let both of them touch it at the same time. I think you didn't understand the question, but look, <laughs> I, look, I want, look it was an opportunity to steal a Chris line that I enjoyed. So, um, that I've heard many times this week, which I appreciate, which I appreciate. Um, it's the new soaking for the smack attack. Oh no, not soaking again. Uh, so we oh. see Jay. And then after we see that, we see Jay walking backstage with, Tony D'Angelo. Wait, Jay that was Jay Walker. Walker. And the Creed Brothers. Who was yeah. jaywalking? Ah, I see what uh, you did there, Chris. Nice. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jay Uso Ooh. was walking. Back. Well, you know, he's lucky it wasn't the NXT parking lot. He would have been beaten right. up. He would have been beaten yeah. up, right. Yeah, exactly. True. So we see a fake Italian and the Creed Brothers. Um, uh, and um, Chaz. You forgot Chaz. Yes. Um, I just, it Chaz just, Lorenzo. 
it says Channing Lorenzo on this. Who chafing Lorenzo? Channing Lorenzo. Oh, oh. Lorenzo. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. I look, look. Uh, I, I, Mama I remember, look Lorenzo. Look, of the course, only, the biggest Italian of them all, Tony Mama Look. The only look I watch. I went on. I went on with the vet and Ray once for NXT, and I watched the show, and I was like. When the fuck did we go back to the eighties with it with like a mobster job type thing? You, you, you mean know? uh the Brooklyn Brawler? Look look, whatever this guy was, like <laughs> I got no problem with the mob thing. It's fine, it's terrific. Stereotypes are terrific, but he, he's gonna talk like this so Jeff, you know. But the guys in it should look like they're in the mob. Tony D right. does. Chaz doesn't Does he? No. Yeah, Chaz doesn't, no. No at like, all. Like it's, Actually he kinda looked like MJF from the side view tonight in a way i don't know what he looks like but he doesn't look like he's an italian mafioso yeah, yeah. no he doesn't yeah uh, but uh so then Jimmy, we you and Austin. i look more like italian ma- mafiosos than chaz does I, yeah i know well With he's Chad. not even a freaking he's probably like an anglo-saxon type of guy that, that screams italian mafioso man come on i don't know but look all i know is austin theory walked up to adam pierce yeah. I want a match. I like wait, that, what was that? What was that? He literally walked to his face like this and Done the Austin. You know, yeah, did the look <laughs> he looked like a petulant child walking up to Adam Pierce. Um furious that Santos Escobar Escobar attacked him in the match. Escobar. And, uh, that's yeah. a funny way to sneak Ascobar. in an insult and a curse on TV. Look, that's look, pretty good, yeah. yeah he should he should he should call him Escobar. He should. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're welcome, Austin Theory. What can I say? But hey, you're welcome. Hey, tell down. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, but you know, says hey, it should. Hey, you know. Hey, you want? He wants a match tonight against him. Oh, it should, should be, be against. Like, Excuse me, sir. <laughs> but can I, you yeah, know, imagine that. That would be funny. But still. Oh, it should be for the United States Championship, and it says he doesn't deserve the title match. Uh, but so Pierce makes the match official. So it's a match with Austin Theory with a person. Who's gonna be possibly facing Austin Theory? But I hate it's not these for the stipulations, title. dude. Right. It's you so know. lazy. It's lazy booking. It's pathetic. Yeah, and which we'll talk about that match at the right. end because it sets up for what is gonna be obvious for next week. But um, you know, um, so then again, we had another replay of Brock telling he's gonna accept. Did we just like we just watched yeah. it? Yeah, that's why they're like, showing us again. Look, this is where this is where SmackDown drives me up the fucking wall, and where I agree with Chris when like, like why why the fuck are we doing this? We literally on Raw, I can understand it because you got three hours of kill, but on a two hour show, it was way overkill. Those minutes could have been allocated somewhere else. You know what I mean? I don't understand it in any way, shape, or form. They got tons of people on the rosters doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's stupid. And then we see, then after that, we see, hey, it's Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams at ringside. Cool. Why? Again, I don't <laughs> know. They had a meeting later on with Bobby Lashley. Apparently, MVP is no longer needed to to transact business, which is for, ridiculous. Really? For, That's a for, big mistake if they go that route. Yeah. Uh, well, look, hey, nobody's seen For the him. culture. Yeah. Uh, oh, so then right. we see Charlotte... <laughs> Charlotte Fair makes her interest and she'll be against uh, EO in the next match. Oh, boy. Did her backside look fucking flatter than ever tonight? Look, when does it... Jimmy, when does it not look flat? No, but it's getting flatter, dude. It's getting worse, I'm telling you. 
Anyway, you guys got in your obligatory Charlotte has no her idea. hips are the worst. She's got the worst I, female. I'm not. Hips, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm past the point of even making it. It's, it's the just, worst female hips. Yeah, I, I would. I would point to Lizzo as as a. Oh, okay, all right. I'm not talking point. about that fucking type of hip. Come, yeah. come on down. Anyway, so we come back <laughs> from commercial hey, break, guys. We know what kind of pictures Jimmy has on his. Yeah, phone. exactly. <laughs> and they're not. Fuck they're off. not. They're not female that's hips. A, that's for sure. That was John Morrison, wasn't it? Hey, don't make me explain why this happened uh, we you know, know why because you love john morrison you guys yeah. know why you yeah, go, yeah well that's yeah, it i was hard uh, my nipples were getting hard for john morrison just quite yeah, you know your, your new yeah. name is daddy magic not dj yeah, exactly daddy no, magic. no no daddy it's magic. dj daddy magic now yeah. DJ daddy magic oh, yeah. <laughs> all right so we come back from commercial break and of course we have to show another nxt person tiffany stratton who i don't know who the fuck that is she the looks champion. great man she the looks freaking and she looked like there. a champion I mean, her just standing there the way she posed, she looked like a champ for real, man. I mean, she was pretty, but you know, I again, nah, she's, I, I don't she's watch a big, NXT. Like, she's got muscles too, dude. Yeah, well, it's fine, but I mean, I just don't watch NXT, so it's she like, can touch it, but she has to be gentle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, no. she has the same character as Austin Theory, but with money. Gotcha. Okay. Um, because I don't watch NXT, so again, like putting these people out there did nothing She's for good, me. Man. Because I be I knew about the Camarillo guy because of the Come SmackDown where like he it. no I no. Know, but, if, but if people go there and they see the Kavinder twins look on, they see Tiffany Shad go, oh, she looks pretty. And then I mean, yes, they are trying to make NXT more of they like they like that they're getting in the sixes and seven hundreds. On, it's on great Tuesday numbers night. for NXT, Jeff. Let's right, be honest, exactly. right? Yeah. So, you know, so why not? And they're mostly doing it with people that they're not putting on TV anyway and they're paying. And like, they've grown or... too, Jeff, in recent times with the numbers. I mean, at one point, they were down to four, five hundreds they were averaging like about a year ago. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 been a big help. And when they have an actual big match on there, like Braun Breaker versus Seth Rollins, they get they, they you know, get to a million for, for those particular quarters. Um, anyway, it's that that's what they're trying to do, and it's working. And why not? You you know you can cross brand. Uh, and apparently, in the dark match was Tiffany Stratton versus Kiana James. Who and really? anyone who knows me knows that that they're two of my favorites. Okay, well, wow. um, I mean, it, it's it's like it's. But okay, here here's my question then, because you know I don't watch NXT, but I saw Dom has the belt for NXT, the North American. Um, right whatever championship so yeah. and didn't they didn't aren't the women's titles now unified with the other women's titles the tag titles yes the tag, the, doesn't the make titles. a whole lot of sense to me but yes the answer yeah is um so like how is this helping i mean is i mean i guess is it is it are we going to get dom to nxt so he can finally learn how to wrestle is that why he got this north american title or is it to promote nxt knowing they were going to be in orlando he's on smackdown so let's do that. It's going to nah. be both. Yeah, a bit of both. In, Dom's not going to be spending a bunch of time in NXT. Uh, you'll see. But, but no, he no, may no, no. defend the North American title on the NXT PLE rather than be part of SummerSlam in a match. True. Or both. Then, or he might do both. They might yeah, have the NXT title. Yeah, he might wrestle. He might, he might wrestle on NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, so we have, and then after we see Tiffany Stratton, we have replays of Charlotte Fair helping the cash in be stopped, and then that whole business, and then Bailey comes on to commentary for the match. Michael Cole's favorite person in the mm -hmm. whole world. Um, so uh, 
if anything, that should be entertaining to say the least. Um, so again, we had this match. It was longer than I expected, to be honest. Um, you know, um, and then look, I, I guess the thing that I was a little like uh, thrown off on was the Shotzi appearance and um, Bailey going, I've got to run. Well, if that was if, weird, man. If she's on the Jumbotron and she's got scissors and you're out, why would you run to the back where probably she is? Because like, she's I, an idiot. Like I that that's that was my biggest problem with this is like I can imagine being scared and then like you're sitting there with EO and you're the rest for the rest of the match like John, you're talking logic me. again, bro. Michael it doesn't exist sometimes. But yet, like uh she she's obviously not out there. Or hey, it would have made more sense if she would have popped up behind the barricade where Bailey was doing commentary. It would have, right? but to make her run to the back. But well, she did. You know what they're doing, right? They're, they're waiting for her hair to grow out enough that they can come up with some sort of cool but still buzz haircut for her. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, and a I, buzz and haircut. I, well, she yeah. shaved her hair. I mean, she yeah, shaved I know, her hair. A buzz it, as we, as we found out last week, as a, tribu- a tribute to her sister who's going through cancer. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, I think this was, again, like, and then so she runs off. So that distracts EO. And then um, Asuka comes out. And you know, attacks Charlotte and puts her in the arm bar, and and so it's a whole whatever. Like you have to mention Oscar properly in in a, in a blouse with sensible pants. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm starting no. to hate this look of her, though, man. Locking away. What? I mean, why is she like wearing like what? What Jeff said. It's Colorful weird. blouse. Yeah, it, it, she's, looks a weirdo. Like she's the most ostentatious dresser yeah. in the secretarial pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's True. that's Oscar. That's who she is. I mean, if you just go watch her channel on YouTube, her, I her, know, but you know that I I'm not going to watch her channel on YouTube. Well, no, I'm just saying I haven't either. But like, uh-huh. the, I, I see pop ups of like her in like mm. it's literally her saying, "Hey, look, this is me in Vegas. This is me." Going to a Vegas convenience store. This is like she I'm just, convinced that you totally don't watch Oscar's YouTube channel now. No, because that's what it says on the thing. It says, uh-huh. hey, "You know what? Watch me go to a Vegas convenience store." Like I don't think Oscar is ready for Oscar. If you know what I mean, Oscar is the Oscar is the the the, the crazy Asian lady that lives mm-hmm. next door to you, and you're not quite sure if, exactly if she's going to stab five, you or if she's going to come fuck you one right. day. Like hi. Right. You wanna fuck with me, huh? You know it sounds I mean? like a lived experience of yours that we My need mommy to boy. In, in the future. Um, no, Asuka looks like the, 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 the most fun teacher in middle school. Yeah. Except you wouldn't understand half the shit she's saying, though. You know, right? I didn't understand half the shit. <laughs> Listen, in middle school, most of the time, what I was doing was trying to hide the, the windblown erections that I was getting. So that I didn't know <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What, you, when oh. you're 12 years old, you didn't have that problem? They all do. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> what, that, means he hasn't gone through, that means he hasn't gone through puberty yet, Jeff. Right. I Clearly, I haven't. Like, Late at bloomer. all. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've got a high pitch voice now, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know. Clearly, Jimmy's body hasn't developed properly, but like we all no, saw at all. He's got, a, he's got a full facial hair. In <laughs> yeah. Get he fucked, Chris. That is the worst fucking thing you could have said. You yeah. call me anything, but that I hate that man. I'm not gonna lie. That's why I'll see you comments. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm gonna keep ignoring him every time you bring it up. 
But here's my Jenny question. Utah, Russ. Yeah, Jenny Uterus. Uh, here's my question, though. Really, at the end of the day, <sighs> right now, for the last, what, three weeks, when Charlotte, Asuka, EO, everybody that we've been doing in this triple threat, now maybe a, a four-way uh, contender for the title, we have not seen a clean finish yet. You know? True. Like, we haven't, we haven't seen one. Everybody's interfering with everybody's shit. Uh, I mean, at this point, I was I was just waiting for it. Like I was like Oscar. I mean Oscar or Bianca's going to come in here because we're not going to have a clean finish. Because the, I guess Charlotte did get the a one two three clean. I mean Oscar came in after the match was finished. Was it okay? It was I guess stoop. Yeah, it was clean after was. being dominated the whole freaking match. Yeah, and it was a weird that. ending the way it ended. Man, one move, bang, over. Yeah, I, I guess that's what it was. I, I missed the end of it because then I because I got up to go do something. And I came back. Uh, to get some food, and I came back and I see Asuka in the ring beating the crap out of Charlotte. So I, I assumed it was a smosh finish at the end. No, um, literally, it was out of nowhere, no pun intended. Okay. Like, literally, it just. But that's what yeah. Asuka's been doing. She's the assassin. At the, at the end of every match, she comes in and she picks her, she picks her spot, and then she attacks the person uh, who, who's going to be competing against her, and she's trying to break, you know, weaken their arms. And like yeah. Todd Brantley said in the chat, because WWE, plain and simple. I guess, but. Anyway, um, I, I felt like this was a, I don't know, it was, it was there. Uneventful. It was, it was okay. Yeah. I, I got to tell well, you though, uh, listen, I, I'm one of Charlotte's bigger fans probably in this group, but since yep. she's come back, she's, she's seemed a little lazy. Like she seemed a little r- Ronda Rousey-esque in that she's a little bit resting her laurels. Yeah, she doesn't look interested, man. She doesn't seem interested and, and her matches have been a little bit clunky. Uh, and Which is unlike Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, the one thing you usually count on is to be sort of crisp and clean and, and mostly pristine, except for those moonsaults, which she generally misses, um, which is why she started doing the double moonsault, because she couldn't, she couldn't aim it from the top. But anyway, the uh, I, I, I mean, I didn't mind this match. So like this, I thought this was okay, and I didn't mind the ending. And, and yeah, Bailey and Michael Cohen, because, you know, if you thought anyone had an advantage, it would be um, – uh, EO because Bailey was there, but I think the most important thing about it is that obviously this injury that Bailey has is not so se- severe that they feel like they need to right. take her off TV for any amount of time. So that's that's the hidden good news, and I'd say that's also the same hidden good news for um, Elton Prince as well. Can, can I can I just can I just pitch for like for a made for TV movie where uh, where Bailey and Michael Cole have to pretend to be married so they have to live together and stuff so, like that. Yes, please. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's do, let's do this correctly. So you're saying you have a new movie for me? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir, I do. <clears throat> uh, I, look, I would be down for that. Look, I, I, do, I do. That was probably the most enjoyable part for me was Bailey being at commentary and Michael Cole, and they just – absolutely hating each other it's it's a fun dynamic there's sexual tension there john i can feel it (laughs) and you know what what minya m5 said in the chat he's spot on man we're gonna get shotty all gi jane for sure with camo pants and all you think yeah i can see it man as long as chris rock is her manager i'm fine (laughs) <laughs> you know that that's that's fine the funny thing is like you know the the female carrying cross lacey evans like her military gimmick will be snake bit because somebody will take it away from her uh she came out with the whole hat with the snake on the, the cobra yeah i see what you did there um okay and could just quality canada spaceman or retro rocket review yes you should feel shame 
Just saying. Yes. Shame. 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 Anyway, so we come back uh, from commercial and we see Dominic winning the North America Championship with Wesley taking like 15 shots from Judgment Day people not named Dominic Mysterio. Um, and I guess he's calling himself Dirty Dominic now. Um, okay, cool. Um, and so we have a backstage check with Caleb Braxton talking with Dirty Dom and Mommy Rhea Ripley. And um, Dominic says he wanted to show his Debbie dad what a real champion looks like. Even if he wins next week, he's just champion of the U.S. I'm champion of yeah. North America, which has 23 countries. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> 23 countries. Okay. Um, Wait, did like, he say 23 countries? Yeah, he said 23 countries. Yeah. That's dopey Dom now. Forget dirty Dom. That's dopey Dom. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, even if it's you probably count... right. Well, if you, no. count, if you count in Central America, I don't think you make 23. No, no, well, but you, there actually is no official nations also North Central America. America. You're right. Yeah, there you're actually, right. Yeah, there there is no official answer to this. It's like it's like is Russia a part of Europe or not? If you ask Russians, sort they'll of. tell you that they're kind of part of Europe. Right. Um, you know, yeah, is no, Turkey part of Europe? Again, there is no exact right answer to that. Right. Is the Middle East a continent? Um, you know, there, that's a bit of a gray area. Not right? a thing that. The Middle yeah, East, it's neither the middle happened. nor the East. Discuss. Well, here's the truth. <laughs> There's actually no agreed upon definition of continent, yeah. period. No, come on. Right. Yeah, it's more like a continent. Yeah, exactly like that, Jimmy. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Like, like Australia is. But yeah, exactly. if, you're, if you're including all of what people consider Central America and all of the Caribbean nations, you probably are at about 23. Yeah, you know. But uh, because most people... Just also, think, Texas as its own, as, as its own country. Thank true. you, sir. Bring it's true. Yeah, everybody has an embassy here. Um, <laughs> Wait, <yeah>. do they? <laughs> no. I was gonna say, yeah, no, 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 I have to think about that. Wait a minute, you know what I mean? Like, what? I love, well, I, I love that I, smoke coming out of yours. I, I, I love that I can get Jimmy with shit like that. <laughs> I have to think about that, man. For me, I'm like, hang on a minute. Yeah, I was thinking. No. I was like, how did Chris's rat get inside Jimmy's skull? <laughs> Good question. Prince, get home. <laughs> yeah, well, the wheel. He got off the wheel. That's why you saw the smoke, and that's why. He had to ask that question. So when he says that Butch of the Brawling Brutes makes makes an appearance and says, hey, why don't you put that title on the line? And uh, I'm not dressed for combat. And then uh, besides, you need an NXT official to make that official. And Shawn Michaels goes, oh, hey, yeah, look, you versus – and you can tell he wanted gonna to – He's going to say – Pete Dunn. He wanted to say, hey, you and Pete, and he had to stop for a minute and go, Butch, I think that sounds like a great match. Hey, where's Adam Pierce's office? I'm going to go that way, and I'll make it official. Right? Like, you know, like he was looking one of that way. Michael's answers to Adam Pierce. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, look, but it like to me, this is a little bit of a fun segment for that moment because Shawn Michaels A little bit of a fun segment. It was a little bit. Look, look Shawn Michaels. He made but that's something good for Butch to do. He's he's yeah. he's the third man where two of the three guys are just there to, to make a lot of noise physically, not even not even audibly, and lose and, and eat pins. So this is this is something for him to, you know, be in a singles match and, and you know do his thing and have a 20-minute match where where Dom is gonna heal it up and of course Judgment Day is gonna, you know, help him and all that other good stuff. But yeah, th- this is part of what NXT is for. And I, I like the sort of cross branding with people who are 
recently from NXT, but even those who aren't, I mean, they, they don't need, they don't need to be. Um, yeah. So, I mean, as time goes on, it's going to get further and further from being able to separate anyone. I, I, I can't imagine who next person is. Well, I can't imagine the people who they'll hire who have no connection with NXT, but that's a different story for a different show. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't disagree with you with that, Jeff. I think it's a good point, you know, is that, you know, this is, this is what Butch is here for for lack of a better phrase. Um, and I, I feel like putting, you know, putting on a good match and being that guy that you could put in the ring, especially with someone like Dom, and help him walk through a match like this and, you know, be the pin eater. Right. But, but it doesn't why not hurt give him, him a gimmick? Give him the gimmick of him being a butcher, literally. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> I, I think really more, more of what it is, uh, <laughs> Jimmy, I think... <laughs> Sorry, yeah. yeah. Why don't you give him the gimmick of being a, a trans man who thinks he's a lesbian? <laughs> That's what D fucking it. calls him. That's what D is? Well. What? No, no. D yeah. says the same thing about Butch. It's I will, weird. I will not hear the good name of D besmirched <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah. You've, heard, you've heard it already. So, um, yeah. <laughs> no, but really, she said the same thing to me once, and now you're saying it too, and you've said it for a while as well. Maybe there is something to it. I mean, he's a very. What would you say, Jeff? Well, that's it. He's a very unattractive woman. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> look, look, we all have our crosses to bear. Where we we can't all be classically beautiful like you, Jeff. I mean, we all we all have yeah. our cross dressers to bear. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Hey. But um, and then and then after this segment, we have another backstage segment where we see Roman Reigns is seated, looking very pensive, and Paul Heyman and Solo are looking. And watching his every move, and Roman looks up and sees and stares at the solo who looks away, and then Roman's gonna make his all sad and shit, like looking down, like like the (laughs) like you know, okay, the alpha dog has looked and made me submit, you know, like solo Sokoa is submitting to the alpha, yeah, he did. It was like that little dog, you know, that they Mm -hmm. just got picked on, you know, you smacked it a few times, and it wants forgiveness, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's exactly what it is, so um. And so then after that, we have Austin Theory making his way to the ring to face Santos Escobar. Um, and then Bailey pulls EO after the commercial break. Hey, we got to go. When Bailey's luggage is destroyed with a pair of scissors stabbing a picture of her in the chest. And Bailey is scared of Shotzi. Oh, I'm the boogeyman and I'm and, coming to get you. That's what I'm right. For. Look, look. <laughs> yeah. She's going to stare in the mirror next week, right? Like Warrior was when Hogan was looking in the mirror back in the day. Here's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Is that they're, they're, having her, they're having her like stab things with, with the scissors. So and, dumb, dude. And, and you know that they're never going to come anywhere close to that on TV. Right. So I know, so like, why do it? Right, exactly. It's like, I mean, they should have started with something else. Like it's, it's attached by gum and she ruined her, her suitcase. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's more WWE speed. I mean, uh, God damn <laughs> Yeah, it like have the threat of violence sometimes is better than the actual violence itself. So like it didn't even have to be that you stabbed a picture of Bailey through the heart with the scissors. You just hang the scissors in the locker. Like, yeah, like the, there's yeah. damage everywhere, and then or you damage. leave the scissors da- like in the suitcase. You know, or you, you do what they did with the with the Miz and and the Fiend. You just have the picture with her eyes xed out and like her her mouth scribbled over or something. You know, and she and she knows she's been fucked with, and that, yeah. that, that, that that's enough. I mean, mm-hmm. we, but I mean, I can understand doing something different or less than, but 
you know, by doing the whole picture with the scissors through the heart, like that implies that there's going to be a murder, which by the way, then I would think at that point you call the police. I just because... don't think hanging the scissors is any different. It's still the same problem. You're not going to be using the scissors. Uh, but you know what scissors they I, should I... have had? You know, the, the school ones? Yeah, yeah, elementary school ones, mm -hmm. the little ones. The they should, ones. Yeah. yeah, the plastic. They should have been the scissors. Yeah. I think what they should have done is they should have hung like a pair of Bailey shorts, but with the ass cheeks cut out. That's, that's like what's going to make it Like the movie's so fine. Uh, uh, that, I'm here for that one. Oh, boy. So, Ryan O'Neill's right. finest work. Yeah. All right. So then we have the non-title match of the United States champion, Austin Theory versus Santos. Wait, wait, wait. Do you, do you guys know Ryan O'Neill's, the, the story about Ryan, like he was such a bad father and he was such a horrible drunk. He was once at the Hollywood party and he was hitting on some woman and, and she's like, do you know who I am? He's like, no, no, what's up? Do you know who I am? She's like, I'm your daughter, Tatum O'Neill. You've been hitting on me, you creep. Oh, he didn't even recognize his own kid. Oof. See, that sounds like Hollywood, only he probably did recognize his own kid, because that's... <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking weirdos. Mm, weird. Weird. Holly weird. Holly weird. Um, yep. So, yes, we had this, this match, which would be our main event match of the night, but not the main event of the night, uh, which was a non-title match against someone who's going to be possibly wrestling for the title um in santos escobar aw booking again i hate this type of thing it's a thing in all of wrestling right now john yeah look um so uh i i don't know about you guys but i felt like this was a fairly decent match for the two of them um I, it wasn't like something i'm gonna go like five stars or, or <laughs> that but it was serviceable for what i needed we had the king cuerno call back with the bow and arrow to the Tope Suicida, um, the end uh, was definitely interesting where Theory gets Escobar up for an eight-town down and he slides off. Oh, pardon me. And then Escobar puts him on the top rope and uh, Theory shoves him off and he comes up again and they're standing on top of the turnbuckle and then Escobar catches him with an insane Hurricane Rana and he makes the LW signal for running and hitting the double knees. And he hits the Phantom Driver for the one, two, three. Um, and then we know that now either Santos Escobar is not winning next Friday or at, you know, SummerSlam because he beat Austin Theory. Um, like, did, we don't did, care either. That's the problem. Yeah. Did this no match need to happen? Did this match need to happen? Like, no. No. Like, why did. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how to put this match because. I felt like the, the work in and of itself was fine, but the whole reason and purpose for having this match in general was so unnecessary that I was just like, I don't... It just don't, felt flat. Everyone actually on this show felt flat, to be fair. I guess. I, I just... I don't know. Chris, what did you think about this one? I just... I don't know where to slot this one at all. I have no clue where to put this. And in that, is that a bad thing? Isn't that a bad thing that I can't It's a it? good thing with a smile. Like well, <laughs> listen. It's... It's like if you were going to ask me out of five, how many stars should this match have gotten? I would say two and a half. It is exactly meh. Like it wasn't a bad match. Both of these guys can wrestle. I didn't give one fuck one way or the other who won, who lost. Didn't matter to me at all. There's nothing here that that is pushing any kind of story forward. 
Um, yeah, it was just a match. But I will say this. I mean, would I have get would I have asked for five more minutes of this and five minutes less of reviews? Yep, mm-hmm. I I sure would have. I'd much rather see a performance than a review of a performance from the fri- mm-hmm. from you know last Friday or from Monday or whatever. Like, you know, so yeah. I mean, exactly. Santos can work. He's a really good wrestler. Um. I like Santos a lot. I actually think that I actually think that there's something to, you know, the possibility of him in the future. I really I really mm. like him, but uh this match was just kind of whatever. And to be honest with you, like I mostly watch SmackDown now waiting around for the Bloodline stuff, and I know we're going to get there right away, but like even then I got I, I the end of this the end of this night I was just kind of like fuck. Mhm. Yeah. I disagree with you. Jeff, where how would you slot this? Because like I said, I feel like it that it I can't even place it. What do you where do you what do you think about this one? Well to harken back to a prior discussion, it would be okay, now then what? So Santos Escobar won this match. So it's supposed to make you believe that Santos Escobar can beat Austin Theory. However, Santos Escobar isn't necessarily gonna be the one to win next week. So what does so then what's next? Well, he still has to face Rey Mysterio. So what does that tell me? That most likely there's going to be some schmaz end where it get, where Austin Theory causes a disqualification uh, because he's mad, but Santos Escobar doesn't want to win that way uh, due to the disqualification. So it turns into a three way match with Rey, Santos, and Austin Theory at SummerSlam, mm. and 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 you know and and you know and and that's where things go wrong. And and the thing is. That that's probably even more interesting. What it is, but even that seems like the best case scenario, I suppose. And I don't even like that. So yeah. So I still don't care about any of it. The the match was fine. I mean, I mean, the match was all right. It's just there were no stakes involved, you know. And Austin Theory is not the kind of heel that just because somebody embarrasses you that you want to have combat with him. He's he's the kind of heel that tries to avoid combat. So. I mean, you know, and and not to pick on him in particular, but why is Rick Boogs on the bo- on the roster or Elias on the roster if not to be a filler match for Austin Theory to show all of his contenders that he can that he can beat anybody without a pre- preparation? So, I don't know. It's, uh, where do I slot this in? Like Chris said it best in one word: meh. I this this whole show was meh, and I'm going to include the next segment, and yeah. which is pretty disappointing because when you wait an hour and a half and then you get an entrance, a commercial, a recap, and then an 11 minute entrance to get you to a nine minute segment that you've been waiting for watching through a whole show that was basically stumble fuck. Um, mm-hmm. Here we go. See the good use of the word fuck there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and my bad. I forgot. There's still the dirty Dominic match after this uh, um, because you know, whatever, but because right, after, I mean, yeah, the only, the, I mean, the only interesting part was uh, was when the Pretty Deadly came out, but even then, mm-hmm. that wasn't even particularly interesting. It was like no. it was like it was like fine wrestle crap, but it was in the wrong circumstances. Right? Yeah, you know, and I mean, um, because after after this match, we had Bobby Lashley backstage with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, and he was hoping to see them, and you know, we get kind of like we saw with the Street Profits last week. So apparently, uh, Bobby Lash is going to become uh, the king of Harlem. He's, um, he's forming the Black Avengers. Yeah, right. Um, 
And so uh, then we have Dom making his way to the ring. We had this match. Um, like you said, one of the more enjoyable things about this was Pretty Deadly coming out. And, oh, no, they have to uh, – wait, Barrett goes, no, that wheelchair is not any wheelchair. It's Prince Wheel uh, William, you know? You get it, Michael? William, like Prince William. And, mm-hmm. like, Michael Cole just, like, no-sells it because yeah. it was funny. But like, And then, oh, my God, look, they're running away. They're not really hurt because, you know, I don't know if you guys saw them this week, and I wanted to kind of talk to you about this. Um, Butch – or not Butch. Rich Holland deleted his Twitter because people kept harassing him about hurting people in the ring, you know. And um, and I, is that a fair evaluation for Ridge um, based off the fact that, you know, Big E said, no, I was not, you know, you know, he came and saw me. It wasn't intentional. Uh, in, in NXT, that was, it wasn't his fault for that. And even last week, it wasn't his fault for how he, it, it was the fact that one of the pretty deadly guys fell wrong, not how he was thrown. And so is there, is there a reason to properly hate on Rich Holland? Or is he a solid worker and he just has bad luck with people getting hurt around People him? will point out, well, he nearly crippled uh, Gargano in NXT, right, for example. Right. right? And now they'll point to the Big E uh, spot too. First of all, the Big E spot should have never happened on the outside anyway. Who in their right mind is going to th- do a suplex on, on a guy as big as Big E on the outside? You're asking for trouble. So whoever called that spot... He's an idiot anyway in the first place. It's every week on every wrestling show. I don't know. I know but, it, but it's dumb. It shouldn't actually happen. You know what I mean? In the first place. If you're going to do no, that. Well, at the end of the day, it shouldn't happen on the outside. There's just too much too much risk, in my opinion. But also, I think Ridge is not getting you know a fair go. The, the fans shit on him online, dude. I mean, people have apparently threatened his wife, apparently... There's been fans, from what I've heard, that have called his house somehow and threatened him there. I mean, the poor, the poor bloke can't even catch a break. You know what I mean? How long has it been already? Get over it, man. Shit happens. It ain't ballet. I don't know. If you've ever watched ballet and see some of the injuries from ballet, well, they get, really? they get, dude, dude. They That's really? also where they tell the story with the dance. Yeah. Ah. Sure. ah. But, but Is like, that when Nakamura got injured from too, Jeff, actually? Probably. Yeah. Actually, but no, he's a figure skater. Sorry, figure yeah. skating, which is right, like right. You, you're right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, like, I, 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 I feel like for the most part, he's a fairly solid worker, and he's with guys like Butch and Sheamus who are going to teach him and help him grow. Because I mean, guys, remember, <laughs> Butch, Butch, Pete Dunn has been wrestling for a very long time before he got to WWE. Sheamus has been doing this for a very long time. And then you put someone like Rich Holland, who was a rugby player, and comes into WWE and physically has the skills and gifts to do it. And now you're teaching him how to work and, and do those things um, on, on on how to be, train the ring with two veterans by putting him with this crew. You know, I think if anything, he's gotten better in the last few runs. Than I think he has too. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, totally so agree. I, I feel like people calling him out on this. I th- I feel like it's a it's kind of a horseshit thing. To do that, why was nobody calling out uh, Seth Rollins when he hurt? 
Uh, yeah. Finn Balor, Cena and as well, Cena, and then you know I mean, all Sting. these guys himself, Sting. himself twice. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> where, where's the hate for Seth Rollins on all this? You know, and every time somebody brings this up, and listen, I I I love Vet, right? Like you guys yeah. know, like Vet's one of my favorite guys in podcasting. I love him, right? But but after like, so after the uh, the 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 Danielson versus Okada match. Um, he was saying, like, you know, you can't call yourself the best worker in the world if you're getting injured in, in a wrestling match. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Bret Hart had his sternum like busted in the middle of a of a wrestling match. You know, in the in the fucking in the match where he won the title against Ric Flair, his fucking finger was out of place. You actually had to watch him pop it back into place in the middle of the match. Owen Hart nearly crippled Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's what happens in wrestling. Yeah, like, exactly. I, like, right. Sh- like that happens. And if you're if you're not prepared to take the possibility that something bad could happen, you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong thing. Don't yeah. don't get into don't get into what's essentially like a live version of um, stunts. Like don't like th- these yeah. are stunt performers. That, that that that's what you're doing. And if you're not perform and if you're not prepared for the possibility that you may get hurt, I'm sorry. I mean. D'Lo Brown is an excellent fucking worker. Don't yeah. tell me D'Lo Brown is bad because of what happened oh, to Dross. Yes. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think I, I don't I mean, you, but we're willing to put up with people who play American football and get into car crashes every, you know, you know, every Sunday for 30 times a game, you know, but yet we're not. And, and then when somebody gets hurt, so, well, that's part of the game. You know, we, we, we don't, you know, unless there's... And like, I boxed. Like, I boxed, right? Yeah. And you, you have people being like, oh, it's so brutal. And I'm like, yeah, but I fucking mm. knew it was brutal when I started. Right. Like, yeah. nobody, nobody fucking pushed me into boxing and was like, you have to box. Like... I, I got into boxing because I love boxing. I love the I love the sport of it. And it's just like these people who get into professional wrestling where you hear like, oh, I wish Edge would just retire, never come back. And what are you, his head, his health is more important than it's more important to you, motherfucker. It might <laughs> yeah, not yeah. be more important to him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. If you ask if you ask Reggie Miller, Reggie, if you could if you could trade 10 years on the end of your life and get and get an NBA championship, would you do it? I am I I am willing to put money on Reggie saying fuck yeah give me yeah. that fucking ring. Absolutely spot on. His sister was the better player in his head because of those rings that he never achieved. And Reggie was so underrated Chris too. I mean shit. He's one of my favorites of all time. But like the that that's what I'm saying. Like if you get into wrestling, you know there's a possibility of getting injured. So don't be fucking attacking people because somebody got injured while they were wrestling. I know, wrestling. who the fuck are we? Like, when I say we, I'm talking about everyone that's outside the wrestling bubble, per se. To yep. suck, and the people in the locker shit. room will figure it out. If somebody really is dangerous, the people mm-hmm. in the locker room will sort that shit out. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Cool. Real quick. Exactly. Let, them, let them police it, kind of like baseball does, kind of like football does, everything in between. It, it'll get figured out one way or the other. It's not our job to do that. So, um, so we had this rules of engagement, which is basically a contract signing, which was not a contract signing, but was a contract signing. Um, so, uh, this was, this was bad. This was not good. This is, this is probably one of the least, you know, bloodliney things that they've done in a while. And, um, it was uninspiring, you know, if anything, that's what it was. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it felt you could see the moments where they were trying to save it, where 
uh, you know, Roman calls him Little J, and the crowd starts saying Usos, and he he just man, y'all shut up. You know, he tell you know it it's 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 that kind of thing. And here's the here's my problem, and I I've watched it in three like I watched it last, you know a little bit last night. I've watched it three other times on YouTube and other things, and they just say he grabs the contract, rips it up, it's in our blood. This is tribal combat now. And then Roman yeah, just kind of goes, what? Cheesy. And then he takes his thing off and puts it with the belt. Like, they don't explain anything. He didn't eventually says, oh, yeah, that's no rule. So if I want to hit you with a chair or a pole or I want that lady's slipper over there, I can smack you upside the head with that, you know? So basically we're saying we're having a, um, you know what? An, a, a no non- disqualification. No, no disqualification. Why, Why did I have to yeah. say tribal freaking combat? I mean, if you're going to go tri- tribal on it, at least – you know, use authentic names right. for historically accurate Samoan weapons. I don't know the names of anything, but whatever, Coconuts. Whatever, shut up. Whatever, 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 their, whatever their version of a tomahawk or a spear or a fishing net or a, a suvelo. That's what the traditional weapon is. It's called a suvelo, which is a machete. That's what I said. And if it's going to be bloodline rules, what they had, they should have had a knife there, pretended they cut themselves on the thing, had some fake blood in there. And put their handprints on the thing. So something. Chop the finger was, off. And it should have been. It should have been. If it's a tribal combat, then it should be circled by Samoan lumberjacks exactly. or whatever the equivalent is. This is at night. You know, torch torchlets and things. It should wait, be a wait. cinematic in the jungles. I don't know where it would be, but whatever it is, <laughs> on the beach. On the beach. Oh, I know it's at SummerSlam, but they should they should surround it with torches and whatever yeah. and and. And have the traditional fire dances, if you know what I mean, on the outside. That's yeah, traditional, so traditional masks, traditional this, traditional yeah. whatever. But the, you know, whatever this is, we know what it's going to be. It's just going to be. It's just going to be another. You know, he's talking about. He he talked about two different chairs. Who cares? And he's going to take that lady's slipper. That was a little bit funny, but not to think that that's that sounds real tribal. You're going to take the lady's slipper. That's not tribal. Well, it is it is kind of like more along the lines of they like, need to do the Sivatao, the Samoan haka for anyone that doesn't know what that is. There, nobody they're, knows what that is. We're not Samoan. Yeah, uh, but it's 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 well, that it's WWE leaning into the chocolate bit again That's with that with the they, they, they should have had that. They should have they should have had it ready like on the screen yeah. or there laid out on a table. Right. All these all these different that weapon weapons. by the way is called a Nifo Oti. Nifo, yeah. you know. I mean, but, I know that they've got names for all these things. And the Sovelo, the that, machete. And that's, and that's what they should have. That's that's what if you're going to go with this tribal thing, that's what they should have had. And they again, they botched another another way of having a, something cinematic with the elders voting on the only way to settle. The elders yeah. will come because they're hinting it now a lot. Obviously, well, no, but that's the point. They should be more involved, though. They should be more involved because yeah, they were that's... brought up today, and it would have added something. It would have really added something to this segment if instead of having Roman say. Oh, the, are, did the elders? Did the elders support this? And then yeah. Jay go on. They're the ones who suggested it. Well, like, we need the climax fine. first. The, the beatdown that Jay's going to get at SummerSlam in a bloody pulp. That's when the elders will get involved. No, no, yeah, but not, I, not to get too picky, And I'm, I'm this is nitpicking. But if the elders suggested it and they didn't tell the tribal chief first, what does that tell you about the role of the tribal chief? Right, not exactly right. the chief. The elders went. They, they were talking to Jay behind his back. No, that's not, that's not how tribes work. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that, and that's the whole point, uh, Jimmy. This could <laughs> have been, hey, Roman, I've signed this contract, and then the like, we have a video package of like, it doesn't have to even be anybody. It could just be like 
shadowy figures that look Samoan or whatever. That, you don't how do they look have, Samoan uh, as shadowy? Like, look, I'm just saying, Jimmy. It's they're awesome. big. Yeah, they're big. Oh, and, you know, it's dark, like, is it? And then <laughs> it's it's them saying, you know, Roman, we don't. This is not no longer about contracts. This is about blood, and this is going to be tribal combat. And then how do you, he has how do you make look. it look shadowy the way they do it on Dark Side of the Ring every yeah. single week? Yeah, oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool if they have, did that. You have sort of like big they won't go through that hair. much effort though. They just wouldn't. You know what I mean? But, but that would be saying. cool. You know, that's. Oh, but you asked a question. I'm coming up with an answer. That's, yeah, that's and that, less cartoony. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> shout out to Aaron Ben Shlomo because he says, Jimmy, you need to break plates here for also for stupid things. I agree. Unfortunately, I've got no control here, so I can't break plates. No, that's fortunate. <laughs> that's not unfortunate. <laughs> and this is that's I was going to call out Robert Christensen's uh post, it's spot on. It needs to be sponsored by, by spam. So, <laughs> colonizer, mean, actually, that but you know, I love I, spam, man. I think that's where that's where you <laughs> I, have I the interruption <laughs> with the introduction because the elders have been mentioned up to this point, and this is rules of engagement for what eventually would we know as tribal combat. So why are they not here making their presence known that they're overriding Roman by saying we're having a, tr no, there's no contracts. There's no wrestling. This is tribal combat. And then, you know, and of course we're left to figure out, okay, I guess he's also giving up not only the title, but the role of tribal chief to Jey Uso, because that wasn't ever explained. It was just him taking off the, the necklace yeah, and yeah. putting it with the belt. So the implication being, you're giving up both of these things in this match, right? Or maybe, um, or, or or maybe it would be better off if they told a story that it is just one or the other, right? Yeah. The yeah. The, the, the WWE Championship has no place in the tri in the tribal business that we're dealing with right sure. now. The, tr the tribal True. business that we're dealing with right now is to figure out who is the best person to be the tribal chief moving forward. What whatever you might have coming into this has nothing to do with our family and its business. Sure. Jay's not putting up his house. You're not putting up your belt. It's just what's best for the tribe. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, and that makes. But a you know lot what I'm sense. worried about? Can you imagine? But can you imagine? You know how we ripped up the contract? That it won't happen though. I'm I'm saying that. But imagine they did do this. So just say Jay wins, right? And he's supposed to be the champ, right? And then they'd be like, oh, well, no, you ripped up the contract. So <laughs> Roman ends up retaining because of that reason. For some reason, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past WWE to do something stupid like that. I they won't do it. They're not that smart. Jeez. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, but they're not, Jimmy. That That's the whole thing. We see these little things and like, okay, well, that we could do that where – this is really not about the title. It's about the title of tribal chief to where, right. yeah, we can exactly. make that, we can make that logical leap, but they're not going to, they're not. Yeah, well, that's why that I said they're not going to do it. It's, though, like, but... it's like, they don't take a full week to, to, to plan an episode, let alone, you know, several months to think out, plot out a storyline. Right. And didn't they, they this feel like sort of, they jumped ahead. They jumped way ahead right now, I felt like, compared to the week before. It's like they got together by 2.30 in the afternoon, like, uh, yeah, what do you want to do? I will right, we'll do this. Okay, you guys know how to cut promos? Yeah, we know how to cut promos. No problem. Okay, you guys got it. All right, yeah. cool. I mean, that, yeah. that's all the thought that Trouble went into combat. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, figure it out. TK, figure it out. it's TK all over again, literally. Mm -hmm. Trouble combat. I wouldn't go there. Oh. Nice. Ah, see what I did there? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, you're, no, you're, I mean, you're spelling combat with a K. Right, that's what Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat is spelt like exactly. That's why yeah. I said that. Oh, yeah. that that you, you've gone one level too geeky for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I only know that Sorry, because my, my, my son <laughs> apparently got Mortal Kombat 11 and has been playing it on Xbox. Is it uh, out yeah. already? No, no, no that, that's 11. One, oh, one yeah, sorry. Yes, 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 you're right, right. One is I'm, not I out can't yet. wait for the, for the one. Not no, Uso. Not, it's not the one. Yeah, exactly. Not the one, right, not yeah. that one, but Mortal and Kombat then, 1. Look, See what happens when I try to be current and hip? I get that wrong. Yeah. Here, here, here's what I here's what I, I found hilarious. I just say end. old and grumpy. Right. So Solo. So, of course, it's his contract signing, so a table's got to get flipped over. So Solo. Hey, he flipped a lucky G, though, man. For yeah, real. Okay, that was kind of. <laughs> That's if you're going to flip a table, flip it like that. And goes after, goes after Jay. Roman stops him. Jay super kicks him. And they powder out to the ring. And they're standing at the corner of the ramp. And there's a guy with a Trinidad and Tobago like oh my and dude. flag. Standing Have you right not noticed there. him? Is that the first yeah. time you've noticed him? I, that was the first time I... Well, he was dude, let me struggling. tell you something. I'm telling you now, I've noticed him from Puerto Rico. That was the first time I saw him. He was actually at Backlash for Puerto Rico because the Trinidad Tobago flag just stood out for me, like, right? Did you see that, Jimmy? Sorry? You, well, you what first noticed him in Puerto Rico and you've been catalyzing. No, really, I yeah. did. No, but get this. Like no, but say? get this. Since Does Backlash. Does anything to worry about? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> since that day, right, or since that pay-per-view, he has been on every single show, including in England at Money in the Bank, and every SmackDown. For some reason, only SmackDown, not Raw. Let me ask since. you a question. Does he acknowledge Dominic as his lord and savior, as the uh, the champion of twenty three countries, and Trinidad right. Tobago being one of those, or does he acknowledge Roman as the tribal chief? It's a little bit confusing. Yeah, That's a good question. That's a... dual citizenship. Yeah, well, it, it was just very funny because he has his flag, but he had the jersey on as well, and then he's standing there doing the one like right. In but you know what's Roman even funnier? Bella, like he, he looks like he's Indian background for some reason to me. Maybe because he is. Could be. Maybe, yeah, he could be. Look, you know, just because you're from Trinidad and Tobago doesn't mean that you're, you know, instantly Caribbean. There's an extreme likelihood that that if you're from anywhere that you have lots of mixed ancestry. uh, An extreme, an extreme, 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 extreme dislikelihood that any of us don't have mixed ancestry. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true because he doesn't look like a tip. Because Trinidad and Tobago people are kind of like Jamaicans, or well, everyone from the West Indies sound the same by the way they talk. You know what I mean? Whoa, whoa! I'm sure there's a lot whoa. of good yeah, but it's there true. Too, Jeremy. Whoa, racist! Uh, whoa! What? No, they call Jamie themselves the West Indies as a collective, though. You know what I mean? Keep and they all say, "Hey, yo, man!" Racist Olympics. Oh, come whoa, on. Jimmy. It's a Jeez. long runway. Keep coming. Bring in the yeah. You know what's weird about you, Yankee also, and Canadian? He also, he also when said I say cat, you look like a cat. So yeah, I, uh, like, see, but 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 in your countries, you didn't think of that as racist. But here, have you called an Asian person a cat and went meow? I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> look at you, John. <laughs> Don't laugh. It's not funny. All right, I'm being serious. If you said that. You would absolutely get stabbed. I'm not kidding. We understand the concept that different words have different connotations, even in the same language <laughs> in different parts of the world. We we, right. we, we get uh, that. It's just the All ridiculousness right. of it. I yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know All it's right. funny though. <laughs> like no, it's more of like what? Like All right. yeah, don't ask. I don't know. It's because of dim sims, dude, or dim sums, like you say it. Vegasatoa couldn't meet Roman in the eyes, and then he took the super kick yeah. as a result of Roman. So 
you know, that's is that what they're trying to do is to build it solo will get mad at Roman and join us and help his brother out instead of but he said last week he'll never forgive him. So well that was last week. <sighs> yeah, well, that was last week. Has John. A, never has a has a time limit in wrestling. Well, never. Yeah. What if yeah. what then, John? Right. All right. What then? All let's right. Let's give All grades right. to the Let, show. Let's wrap let's wrap this up and give some <laughs> grades here. So Jimmy, let's start with you. What what do you uh how do you rate this show? What what grade letter do you give this one? D for dick. Literally. I mean, this show I mean, it was all okay, it was all right, right? But I just feel like there was no energy for some reason. Like everyone just felt flat. Everyone. I'm talking about from from Roman Reigns to even LA Knight just didn't seem he was in a full mood. Everyone just seemed to, I, I, I can't put my finger on it. It just felt like everybody was flat. That's the best way I can F put it. F flat. Well, I should have given it F for flat at this point. But um, yeah, like just everyone just didn't seem in the mood for, for whatever reason. We got a D, D for dick. Good grade. D okay. for dick. All right. Uh, uh, Jeff, what about you? What, what grade do you give this one? I'm getting an F for Jimmy's fake dick, for yeah. flaccid and for flaccid. This, Who this told show, you that was a f- my fake dick? This show fucking sucked. This gets an F <laughs> for fucking sucked. Oh. All right. Calm down, Jeff. This is the first time I've given, I think I've given SmackDown an F, probably in going back to when I would I would force Jimmy to play Benny Hill music or Wiggles music, like, like a, last <laughs> summer. Oh, or maybe yeah. even two summers ago. Yeah. I won't lie. I was close to giving it an F2. But, yeah, Jeff, you, yeah. I could easily agree with you, you on that. You, you, went, you, you just got to have the D in you all the time. That's the problem. <laughs> Not in That's me. That's the problem, D. <laughs> Not you in me. D. Yeah, you love your <laughs> I D. I do. <laughs> I do love my D. Oh, all right. Yeah, Chris, true. Chris, give us a great <laughs> on this. I do, too. <laughs> um, well, if the rest of you would shut up for a minute. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> This this show gets an F for me. I uh, I listen. Wow. Usually when I watch SmackDown, my mentality is okay. I'm watching the rest of this crap so that I can get to the bloodline, right? And generally, there's something in there that I can point to and say, "Hey, I really like this," you know. And there were some things that I I liked on this show. I liked. Uh, uh, Nope, there's one other thing that I can say that I liked on this show, and it's basically <laughs> that Bailey showed up, but she wasn't there for long oh, enough. She didn't get to you have see the back of her either. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Like you know, why weren't why weren't the shorts cut out in the buns? That would have been the exact right place for the mm-hmm. for the cutting to have happened, and that would have been entertaining <laughs> and funny. But even this week's like bloodline just felt like it was completely phoned in. We've said that they're giving about 20% effort on in the past about most of this bloodline stuff. This felt like about 3% effort. So yeah, if you get an F from me, I would have preferred to have not spent my two hours watching this. That's that. And that's how I gauge it. If I get to the end of a wrestling show and I think I'm glad I watched it, but nothing else that gets a D from me. If I get to the end of a show and I think, fuck man, that was a, torturous two hours and i wish i could have it back you get an f i don't care and i would give them a pass if this was fs1 and they did a bad show but it's not that that's not what happened because roman reigns was on the show and they had the u.s title qualifying match if they delayed all of those things by one week then i get it okay fs1 it's a it's a throwaway i wouldn't i wouldn't excuse it but i would at least understand it yeah do you think maybe because it was on fs1 everyone just 
didn't want to turn up. No, because they still made Roman Reigns show up. I mean, yeah, Roman true, Reigns but everyone was like, which flat, we talked, like, we, we talked about last week. They wanted to show up on FS1 to get that bump because we saw how low we know how low their numbers are to begin with, and right. so they're trying to get people over. And they look. Here's the problem. All right, Jimmy, you need to put on a good show because you're preempted by U.S. I women's agree. soccer Absolutely. versus Vietnam to start <laughs> the Women's World Cup. And because you're preempted by putting yeah, on yeah, yeah. FS1, which doesn't have the audience, you need to put your best foot forward. And they did the absolute opposite. So this show gets a fucking F for me. Wow. Because fucking blue balls. And I am thankful that I went and did something last night and didn't Holy watch the shit and watch it over the highlights. And I still got pissed that I had to spend 30 <laughs> minutes watching the highlights and going, what the fuck is this shit? Like, it I was think- bad. It was I think it's the first show that everyone, like more than two people, have given an F for any wrestling show. But Jimmy, here's the problem: I expected more out of it because it was on FS1. Oh, we all did. Need, Absolutely, they needed sure. to put a good foot forward, especially with SummerSlam coming and being preempted. You had to do a better job, and it's like you just said, "Fuck it, we're gonna have what could be a good show here, but we're just gonna shit all over it." So. You know, that was the problem. That's why it gets an F for me. Um, and that's why it was a ridiculous show last night. So I can totally understand how... Or I could have easily gone F too, for real. Like, I totally understand exactly why you guys gave it an F. But, you know, usually I'm not that harsh with, with SmackDown. But, I mean, it deserves it, for real. It's true. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Uh, let's, I think, unless... Does anybody else has anything else they want to bring up or talk about that we didn't discuss yet? No, everybody, we're ready to get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right, so let's uh, let's start with the last man in, first one out every time, every week. Uh, DJ Dick Effect over there, uh, <laughs> Jimmy. Literally, Dick Effect. If you get my drift. <laughs> no, we don't. That's why I said it. Uh, Jimmy, uh, where on. can the people find you and tell us what you got going on? Well, you can find me at. DJ Dick Mass Effect <laughs> on Twitter. Us. On Twitter, you can also find us at the PWC Network. Please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com, where for five bucks, not only do you get all the dick talk, but you get the best talk in all of pro wrestling and the PWC Network.pubbing.com, where you can find all our other shows and Hamin Media Group.pubbing.com, where you can find all our affiliate shows, including these two fine gentlemen above me. And that's a wrap. Yeah. All right. Next, the man who comes in just on time every time with the wonderfulness <laughs> that he is, because he is Canadian and the politest entrance ever. Mr. Chris, where can we find you on the internet and all that? I, I really feel like that's a misnomer that you're going with that just because <laughs> I'm Canadian. And if I was American, wow. everybody would just think he's kind of an asshole, isn't he? He's, got, look, he's kind of an asshole. Well, look, I'm Canadian. So American. Like, no, no, no. Oh, he's so nice. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Because I say this because last week I would have been fucking livid if I was in your situation last week. I would have been fucking livid. And yeah. you were just like, yeah, this guy hit and ran me, and this lady followed, took the picture, you know and I had to wait. That's true. I had to wait Chris. like He's seven right. hours, and, <laughs> da, 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 da. and I'm like, I would be losing my shit in that situation. And, Dude, and like, I was yeah. three miles away from the dealership where I picked up the truck. Yeah, you see, actually, part. John, believe me, he does have temper. Trust me, he actually does. Well, I don't doubt it, but I'm just saying, like, he handled that like a champ, and I'm over here going. 
how are you like like I'm glad you're safe and I'm cool and I'm you know but like the fact that you had to it took that long to wait for emergency service then you had to go into town to the police station to make the report and you had like I would have lost my shit so that's why I'm that's why I'm going that route because yeah I, I had a 16 hour drive in front of me and I basically wasted like 7 hours after getting dinged on the fucking highway just off yeah, dinged but, yeah, yeah. not dunged no, Jimmy, only you get donged. <laughs> um, me, though, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. You can go there. You can uh, read everything that I have to say about politics, pro wrestling, and whatever the hell else I happen to be thinking about at the moment. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Just search for me at Chris, or, you know, Chris Ams. That's Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like Lambs with Noel or Bullshit First Thing in the Morning. Um I you can find me on the PWC network. We just recently did another skirmish uh, going over this last Wednesday night's show, and fuck me, what an awful show that was! Um, <laughs> that was funny that. though. That show we had a good laugh talking shit about that one though. <laughs> well, the main event was just egregiously bad. If you want to hear me get really angry, listen to me talk about blood and guts. I get angry. Um, yes, you do. You can also you can also listen to me right here on uh, HMG, on the Humming Media Group, and on channelattitude.com, on this show, also on uh, Rampage Uncaged, and of course my baby, the one that I'm I'm trying to siphon people off to as much as possible. Um, You know, on uh, on Sunday mornings, after the collision, we sift through the wreckage. The wreckage. (laughs) The wreckage. It's at the same time. We start Sunday the same time this show starts on Saturdays at about 10 o'clock. My time, that's 10 o'clock uh, Central Standard Time, uh, Saturday or Sunday mornings after collision, we sift through the wreckage. There it is. And of course, uh, the man who is always early, the man who is always having wonderful conversations with wonderful people, whether they be views or dooms, Dr. Evil Jeff, yourself, sir, where can the people find you? Or views of doom. Well, we've got someone here who's been dinged. We have someone here that's been dung. And I, like an evil clown, am doinked. Uh, so, so you can find me on Twitter, at MD. You can find me here on Hami Media Group on Smack Attack Uncaged, uh, where we cover Rampage. And, of course, The Wreckage, which was just mentioned. Uh, obviously, you can find me on the PWC on uh, several shows. This week it was on Machismo and Extra. Um uh, side gig uh, podcast is Hammerlock Hangover, which is on the PWC with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. I was on this week's episode of, of Wrestling Soup for about 15 minutes. I was one of the five or six people allowed to share co-hosting duties while Joe Numbus was enjoying a much-needed vacation. Um, I was also on the Homeboy 88. Uh, I guess I'm not supposed oh, yeah. to say that here. It's his new podcast. Me I don't too. even know the name of it. It's too long. It's, it's the Homeboy Experience like the Joe Rogan experience, but just not quite, Jeff. But okay, it's, a, well. it's like B-side or whatever. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And, and thanks for reminding me because I was on it this week as well. Right. He says, he goes to me, he goes, you're one of, you're one of our favorite guests. I'm like, what, what, do, you, what do you mean one of? And oh, one anyway. of. So, well, yeah, you've so got us too. 
You can find me there <laughs> if you want to. Uh, hey, I, I know what that's like. I know what that's like. Like for me, I've been I've been a guest of a really great podcast that I love. I've been a guest of that podcast six times, and the host still won't just openly admit that I'm his favorite guest. It's mm -hmm. it's very frustrating. <laughs> but we know it's not the vet. We know it's not the vet. Well, well, the host is is known to be evil. So I mean, what's more <laughs> evil than causing perpetual frustration? Um, <laughs> And that brings me into Garden of Doom and Garden Views here at the Hame Media Network and on uh, PwC and Wrestling Soup Network as well, for those of you who are there. Um, and uh, this week, I'm actually not dropping a Garden of Doom because I'm dropping uh, an extra Garden View. So you're going to get three Garden Views in a row. And I dropped it because I spoke to an L.A.-based uh, entertainment attorney, and one of the things covered was some of the recent issues, including Scarlett Johansson and Disney and what what did or didn't happen on Rust what the role of a manager, an agent, and an, an attorney is in entertainment law. And, of course, we touched on the strike and some of those issues. So I thought, because while most of my shows are evergreen, this one, it, there was a lot that was time-sensitive, and so I wanted to get it out there, especially if the strike miraculously ends. And this coming week, uh, I've got a guy on international diplomacy. Actually, he wrote a bestseller called International Diplomacy, the bestseller, uh, published in 19 languages. And uh, this week... I tomorrow I'm interviewing someone who's going to talk to me about the myths of Antarctica. Uh, Bruce Fenton, for some of you who are in UFOlogy or may recognize him as the former science editor from Earth Ancients. Uh, and I'm interviewing a guy for Garden, uh, Garden Views Future, which may be a Garden of Doom, who makes robots. Uh, and, and for those of you who are conservatives and uh, red versus blue, he left California to move to Texas because of the tax incentive. So we may talk about that as well. But yeah, the, the dude makes robots. And I want to find out how a company like that, you know, gets its money, how that, you know, you know, it's VC angel investor, how that stuff works, it's, you know, all the deal with funding patents. But uh, I also want to find out how he's going to make sure that it's not like, you know, Terminator or, you know, Ultron or every every other Hal from 2000, every other movie and science fiction book that's warned us not to build robots with their, with their own intelligence. So I want to find out to make sure of what, what's happening there. But are they going to be military, law enforcement? Are they going to be building compounds on the, the moon and Mars? So a whole bunch of uh, so that hopefully will be a doom like interesting conversation. Anyway, I've gone on way long. Well, you know, you're a busy man, so we appreciate what you bring to the podcast universe because it's it's good stuff. Um, I appreciate it anyway. I enjoy a lot of what you put out there. It's it's a lot of fun and um, a really interesting. Like the uh, aviation law episode, I really liked because my grandfather was a pilot. My parents were pilots. Um, my nephew is going to college. He's he's got his license. He's going to be a pilot. So it was very interesting to hear. Uh, you know some of the laws and things that are covered under the aviation law uh, aspect because I know about aviation law per se but it, to have a clear in-depth conversation about it was really fascinating to me um, some people might go that was boring as fuck but for me it was fascinating because it's a very prevalent part of my family as a matter of fact my mom and dad met because my mom was flying her cross-country solo blew a piston on the plane and had to make an emergency landing and my dad being the chief mechanic at the FBO my mom and my grandfather kept the plane, had to drive out, help fix the plane. And in that process, that's how my mom and dad met. So, uh -huh. And they've been married for 48 years in uh, oh. August 16th. So oh. uh, August 16th will be 48 years for them. So, How old are you, 49? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, 
Uh, so yeah, so you like I, that's what I love about some of your stuff. You bring some really cool and unique and different things to the podcast forum. Where I'm going, oh, I'm really interested in this, and uh, even the Garden Doom stuff. Um, just some really fascinating conversations and what people think or hear. Uh, so I appreciate that very much. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but right. now that we've done stroked each other all off, uh, now it's time to finish the show. <laughs> uh, as always, you can find me. <laughs> Look. <laughs> There are times, Jimmy. I'm gonna catch you off guard. <laughs> you just gotta be ready. Wow. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Sinister Minister oh, just is a real thing. I'm just saying. It still blows uh, my mind, literally, every time. Oh well. That's the it only. It literally thing blows his mind. That's his mind what I, wow. literally wow. blows. Which no, that's, no. The, that's the only <laughs> thing I'm trying to blow much. on Jimmy. I'm only oh, trying God. to blow his mind on Jimmy, and that's it. Everything else, I'm not trying to blow. <laughs> I'm never um, mentioning dick or blows in the same sentence ever again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. That's what, yeah, right. That's what she said. Less than yeah. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff and I, who podcast with you every week, oh, no, are going, no. Yeah, no. Even I know that. And I just, I'm just with you once oh, a week, on. you know? Oh, so, man. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can always find me on the internet as Jay Reezy Men and Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that fun stuff on Facebook, John Enright find me you can do it uh, of course here on the academy uh on hme uh Hami media group at the academy um we're trying we're thanks to uh dr evil jeff i've made a connection with uh jeffrey from metatrek and we're working on having him on whether it be just me and him maybe triple deal join us who knows um uh we'll see if he you know can get out from under his lady um i don't know i'm just making assumptions at this point um but uh, also, you can also find us here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. to talk Smack Attack. Because, again, we do this because we are of you and for you, and we are of the people and for the people, just like communists are. Yay! Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but we, we are here for you, and we want to talk this show because it is a show of the fans, and you guys have made it a great show. Todd Brantley being a part of it, Media M5, Charles Alford, Chris Wineland, uh, Jimmy apparently made an appearance uh, in, in oh, the, I did in the chat. Um, That's my yeah. AI version. Okay, yeah, of course. That's <laughs> why you can do that. Uh, yeah, uh, we have Canada Spaceman uh, and many more who have made their appearance today. And so, thank you. Someone Christensen I haven't seen before. Huh? Someone Christensen I haven't seen before. Oh yeah, the uh, where was that earlier? Uh, Robert and, and Christensen and right? Charles Elf. Alfred too, as well. Charles Alfred, yeah, they they making their appearances as well, and of course, Piers Austin, yay, and Shlomo too. Aaron Ben Shlomo, Aaron, we can't Aaron forget ben him. Shlomo, you can't. Yeah. Our, our, our Buckshot kid, our favorite Israeli, um, who lives in Israel. Absolutely, yeah. You know, uh, was Buckshot here? I didn't see him. Yeah, he was. It. Absolutely, he was. He okay. commented a few times. Yeah. Okay, I miss it. Like sometimes I don't pay attention to the chat as well as I should. Um, but anyway, you know, we, it was a good show. Thank you all for being here. And as always, we have next week to look forward to as we, we make our way to SummerSlam. Will we continue to see the rules of engagement being, being um, honored or will they be broken? And as we see, like a broken Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> or will it just be broken like this show was? Um, so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves and each other's. And as always, as we hit off the podcast, I say, 